Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being back with us here for episode number 198. It is Monday, October the 26th, 2020, and we are here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. As always, I'm Joe Morata. I'm joined by Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy, diddy. Can you believe it's all, It's almost Halloween? Almost Halloween? Yes. It's almost the bicentennial? It's almost our bicentennial as well, a couple episodes from now. Mm-hmm. Lots of things happening in the world of retro wrestling. So many things. It's always an active scene on retro wrestling. The retro wrestling scene is uh, bumbling and bustling, folks. Lots of years converging l- together. Lots of things yeah, going on here. Sometimes they collide. I don't know. And we hope, uh, we thank you for joining us and colliding with us here on this Monday, the 26th of October, as we romp you through this. You can also collide with Twitter if you haven't followed us there yet. It's fun because it's drama-free wrestling clips. You just look at this. You look at the clips on our Twitter feed, and that's mm-hmm. no one yells at you. It's not collision-free, though. No, you, you might, might need, collide. You might need insurance might. to be on Twitter or something. And a helmet. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast for dozens of daily wrestling clips. Uh, you can also email us if you want to at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is OVPPodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, there's a really nice place on the internet wrestling Right. Uh, If you want to talk to you and me and hundreds of other retro wrestling fans, where might it be? Yes, the Internet Wrestling Collision site. Yeah, the IWC. It's a great um, site over there at facebook.com slash collision. You don't need insurance for this. It's all free. There's a search bar on the top of the Facebook Collision site. You can look up car insurance and stuff, but also... You can type in our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast, bing bang boom, tubes, gore, completely collision free. Yes. It's all there. Um, you hit the group button, you're in, and then you can just talk. That's you it. Can talk and not crash your, your talking. Yeah. Just don't do it. Not only is it collision, it's comprehensive. Yeah. You can t- bumper to bumper. <laughs> you talk to hundreds upon hundreds of uninsured motorists as we yeah. uh, discuss, you know, WWF, WCW, pose questions, ask questions, you know. Things may be open for debate. It's a fun time. We yeah. have one rule, mm-hmm. and besides no collisions, right? one rule and one rule only. Don't be what? Don't be a dingus. Don't be a dingus. Yeah, and don't go to that Carvel either. That's another. Don't go to that I'm Carvel. adding that to rule number two. Um, <laughs> now, soon. Now, what does it mean to not be a dingus? It means don't be mean. Don't be a jerk. Don't call names. Uh-huh. Like Dunderhead. Like that, is that something people are using Not now? on our group, it's not. <laughs> Dunderhead? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I'm not telling you. You have uh, to look it up. I'm not a dingus, Quinn. No, but for Thunder real. Dunderhead. If, no. <laughs> if, if you are tired of being yelled at for your wrestling opinions... There's a pretty good chance you won't be over on our Facebook group. We do a very, we try our very best. As Quinn looks up Dunderhead, in one second we'll get the definition. I we, have it. We try our very best to provide a place where people can just talk about old wrestling, reminisce. Debate is fine. Just be nice. That's over on Facebook. Quinn, what is a Dunderhead? This is actually from Oxford or whatever. It just says a stupid person. Do you think I mince words over here? <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. What yes. is that? Some ye old English Gotta or something? German. Shit? Yeah, that's now you always you are fond of saying that English is a Germanic language, is is it not? (laughs) It is. Everyone's German, really, at the end of the day. Anyway, from Europe, at least. 
we move away from continental history here. I right. also want to remind you guys, if you like OVP, let's say you've been listening for a few weeks, a few months, even since the very beginning, and you want more of what we do, we have tons of it over on Patreon, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We're talking like hundreds, literally of hundreds of extra shows, pay-per-view reviews on the $5 tier, bi-weekly 1983 reviews, all sorts of stuff. The most you can pay is $5 to get everything. Uh, right now on the pay-per-view side of things, WrestleMania 7 is out. Next month is SummerSlam 91. And uh, again, that's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, get a lot of extra stuff. Yes, Quinn, you were chuckling over there about Dunderhead still, huh? Oh, no, I'm just thinking about Dunderhead. <laughs> an incredible word so, that I never even knew until this very moment. Well, we try to educate here, obviously, yeah. on OVP. Uh, speaking of which, you know, you guys have been a big part of everything we've done, and it's fan appreciation season here. All season long as we count down to episode 200, uh, our bicentennial is coming up in a couple of weeks. And what we've done is we've opened up the phone lines and the faxes to yeah, you guys. I, that, we They're always, open. It's real. I, I got phones all around me. <laughs> like, it's, it's incredible. It, it got speed dial on some of them, but not all of them. But today we're going to take a, a peek into the old mail sack. Let's get our young intern in here, hey, the Doobie Boy. Over here, Doobie. Come on in, young man, because it is time for Ask OVP. Set that down gently. Yeah. Gently, please. Hey, if you're good, Doobie Boy, you could be part of the canon or yeah, whatever on the, this show. You'll be in the canon. All right, let's uh, thank you very much, young man. Okay, thank you. Uh, you, you dropped the paper over there. You, okay, get, thanks. Got a show okay. to do. Okay. Anyway, uh, Quinn, why don't you hand me an envelope there and we'll take a question. Okay. Thank you for that. There it is. All right, this one is from Bill Gilbert. Oh, hi, Bill. Hi, Goldberg. Now, now wait a sec. Is this name, is this like a, a combination of Gilbert and Goldberg? Yeah. Like, is this what this is? This is actually Bill Gilbert and Dwayne Gill both wrote this question in oh, for okay. us. Oh, okay. They, they merged. Yes, they merged. Uh, this is Bill Gilbert. Let's see what he has to say. It says, if Vince McMahon had been able to pay Bret Hart through the end of his contract, okay. instead of letting him go in 1997, which we all know, mm-hmm. Would Hogan versus Sting have been a better match? <laughs> so, okay, first of all, I just want to throw in there to people is that the first part of that question, right? <laughs> what a curveball. <laughs> yeah, I understand where you're going with this. I, I know, what is like Charlie Mess? Is he Bill Dilberg or whatever? <laughs> but anyway, what a dunderhead. No, I'm just, <laughs> but anyway, seriously, that also means that Bret Hart would have been like, he would have been like until 2017, like, <laughs> like wrestling or something. Like, what, like, what is that? It's real. Like that's what that contract said. Well, he would. He wouldn't have been wrestling the whole time. I think he was like four years as a wrestler, and then he'd be like an agent or something. Oh, he'd be like fucking Sergeant Slaughter or some yeah. shit. Or he'd be Shawn Michaels and would teach people to wrestle better than Shawn does. But he, nevertheless, oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Ooh, my eye. Anyway, so I get the uh, the premise here or the question. Bill also wants to add that he agrees with you, Quinn. It's not as bad as people say it is. It isn't. Yeah. Okay. Dunderhead. So <laughs> let's get to this. As we all know. Vince McMahon was in this big bidding war, uh, allegedly, with Eric Bischoff in 1996 for Bret Hart, mm-hmm. and he wound up offering him a very unique contract for the time, which was 20 years uh, in 1996, so yes, it would have extended until 2016, wasn't which like, is insane. But it wasn't the whole thing also, the one thing that's really funny to me about it was like, didn't they say it was like, one million dollars for over 20 years and i'm like what it was poor what kind it was, of fucking contract is that's nothing it was four million i think for the length it, of the contract still, yeah. like, and even back then that's a little stingy compared to what turner could offer yeah, yeah. but nevertheless that's they what, could offer him like 20 million for two they wanted to yeah. yeah but that's what vince could do he really wanted to keep bret hart away from wcw and he did he successfully did that mm-hmm. and then in september of 1997 you know we have the famous no, Vince says he's having financial peril. And Julie's like, ah, I want some tea. Yeah, remember they're like in their kitchen or whatever. They're like, that shit sucks. 
The company's in financial peril. I don't believe that. Brett goes to WCW, the WCW. The WCW! On uh, November of 1997, he leaves WWF uh, unceremoniously. Haunter. <laughs> Fuck you, Haunter. <laughs> Everyone involved, Julie, also. God will strike you down. Yep. Yeah. Give me that shit. Because you guys knew it. I swear to God. You knew it from the very beginning. All of you. I swear to God, I knew nothing. Yeah, well, about swear this. to God all you want. Someday God is going to strike you down. Anyway, Hunter Harris Tomsley went on to run the company, so that worked yeah. out well. Now, Back to the Starcade side of things. You might have heard of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I've Hollywood, heard of him. Hollywood yeah. edition. Right. He had joined the NWO around the same time that Bret Hart and Vince were negotiating right, in the, the summer of 96. New World Organization, of yeah, course. Of course. And the New World Organization of Wrestling, brother. And Hulk Hogan was feuding with Sting on and off. And I say on and off because Sting wasn't always there. Mm-hmm. From basically the fall of 1996 throughout 1997. And what would happen, Queen, let's sum it up, right? is the NWO would cut these monotonous 29-minute promos in the ring all the time. <laughs> or they would all the pe- live long day. Or they would just beat people up. Yeah. You're forgetting. You're, yeah, you're I'm mixing sorry. up. There's also right. like just beat downs. Like it's, that got like, fun after a oh, while. Oh, Lex Luger. Yeah. Oh, no. He's over getting beat up. Like, oh, my God. By you like know 60 people or whatever. Like, we can't do shit. We have... Nine million wrestlers on the roster, but Hulk Hogan's well, there. Well, it's hard when like fucking like Lenny Lane and people like they're like, I don't want to get involved in this shit, right? <laughs> Lenny <It's>, Lane. <laughs> like, to be honest, like that's the cannon fodder they had. Like, it, let's be real over here. Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, and then Sting would emerge, and it was kind of at first unclear whose side he was on until he finally started attacking the NWO. Yeah, right? at one point, fake Sting. Yeah, the like, result Why is, is he fake... an NWO? Oh, wait, that's not him. That's <laughs> yeah. just some other guy. And they just kept him anyway. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes Randy Savage was hanging out with him for a little while up right. in the rafters, mm-hmm. but not for long. Anyway, we finally uh, are going to start to build to this match, but before that, Hulk Hogan loses to Lex Luger clean right. in August of 97, and the crowd goes wild because Hogan has had a year-long stranglehold on this damn belt. Everyone freaks the fuck out. Luger, who was awesome in 97, new world champion. Everyone loves it. Five days later, loses it back to Hogan. That was great. So can I ask you a question? I always yeah. I always perceived this part of the storyline as like what they were really doing was saying like, oh, Hogan's beatable. Because at that point in time, there really was like, how the fuck do you beat this guy? Because if you fight him, then like 60 million like fucking NWO people yep. descend from like the ceiling and just destroy you. Sure. And ha- like if you're even winning, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, logically, right? Mr. Benefit of the Doubt over right. here, Michael Quinn. But at that point, they did have the Benefit of the Doubt because it was good so far, right? That was good. Yeah. And then he loses it. And then J.J. Dillon finally gets the hint. And he's like, oh, Sting wants to fight him. Okay. But then there was, like, remember there was, like, a couple weeks where he was like, you gotta tell me, Sting. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's yes. like, he doesn't talk. What are you doing? Like, just... Nobody cares if he says yes or no. We know, what he, we know what he wants. What like, else would he want, right? He points every week at the guy. Like, what, what do you think he wants, right? So this is hyped as like the match of the century, rightfully so because they had been building it for 18, well, maybe 14 months, right? On and off. Mm-hmm. And we get to Starcade 97. But see, one thing had happened before that, Bret Hart had started with the WCW. Yeah, the now, WCW. Because they're so good at debuting wrestlers and staying in business, uh-huh. uh, what they did is they decided that they're going to make him a referee for the Larry Zabisco versus Eric Bischoff match. That's what we wanted, right? 
Well, to be fair, can I ask a question? Because I thought that this was an actual reason why he wasn't wrestling at this thing. Was there some kind of like no compete or some shit for like a couple months after he left? Because he didn't wrestle like immediately. And I always thought that that had some contract reasons. I don't know the answer to that, but you're probably right. Yeah. I don't know that though. Right. Okay. Because his contract right. was up. I don't know what the clause was Reporting afterwards. The 20 year thing. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I honestly don't know though. Right. So that's a fair point, Quinn. If you guys know, just let there me know. There might have been like an actual reason he wasn't really wrestling at Starcade. It's possible. Yeah. But uh, they make him a referee for that match, the Bischoff versus Larry Zabisco. So now Bret Hart is canonized as a referee for that night. Yep. For the night of Starcade. He's got a referee's license for one he, night. He does, right? He's able to be a referee. He's an official. If Gorilla was there, you know <laughs> that's what he would... Oh, he's got that one night license! <laughs> like. So we get to Starcade. We get to the big man event. Much anticipated. Crows and all sorts of things. The entrances were actually cool. They're fine. From what right. I remember. He looked at the skies for a vindicator. Someone to strike fear to the black hearts of the same man who created him. Who cares?! Sting's got a shirt on. He's not looking like a man that wants to kill Hulk Hogan. He's looking mildly displeased with him. Now, can I say, but there's people like who have said, like, I'm talking like the Bischoffs and the Hogan. Oh, trustworthy people. I'm just saying people who were there, Uh right? It's not just, it's people that that want a reason to cover their own ass. Yes. but, But a lot of people even noticed it after the fact was that like, Sting wasn't in shape. No, for I the just night said the that. Match, right? It's like, yeah, you said. So he had we're agreeing. Sh- we're agreeing. Right? He didn't. You said oh. he had a shirt on. So yeah, he I just did. Want to explain that. Like, no, yeah, you can like, see that with eyes. Right, and he wasn't really like it. You could be fat and in ring shape. So it's, but he wasn't. He just wasn't ready. He just didn't look good. Right. Right. Yeah. But also, what I noticed. So I'm just talking about the match. Forget Bret Hart right now. Right. We did a commentary on this uh, back when we were doing commentaries. Maybe I'll release that this Friday as a little bonus for you guys. Sure. You know, because for our Friday content. I remember but, it was like okay. It's not like the worst thing in the world, right? Well, you got to understand the stakes here. You got to understand right. the hype here. Right. Sting looks just like he's warming up like on Worldwide or something. He doesn't look <laughs> intense. He doesn't look pissed. Maybe you should have uh, a warm-up contest on Worldwide. That would have helped. <laughs> really? And it's a flat match as it is. Hogan just dominates it in this typical 97 heel fashion. There's no fire. There's no real excitement. Honestly, it's not that exciting of a match. Forget the finish. Just as a match, it's it's blah. It doesn't it work really if is. the other guy isn't like... <laughs> doing anti-Hogan stuff, like right. fighting back, right? If it's like, He's just not, like, I, I can't move. Like If I'm we're talking 92 fat. Sting with his yeah. fire and his intensity, it would have been fine. It would have been good. And we really hadn't seen Sting versus Hulk Hogan at that point because they'd always been faces, so yeah. it was like a big deal. What do they fight, like once in 95 when Sting like was growing his hair in and Hogan had the no mustache or something? I think Maybe. that's real. Like I, once. I don't even remember that being a big deal. It was like on Nitro It was or Nitro. something. Yeah. yeah, nobody cared, It though. was brief, though. Yeah. And anyway, we get to the finish now. Now, Nick Patrick, mind you, has not been in the NWO. He's already back to being like regular referee Nick Patrick this whole time. Right. And he's the official for this match. Right. And Hogan gets his leg drop on Sting. And then if you just watch, watching it without any context, he just pins him. Big leg drop. One, two, three. He pins Sting. (laughs) Right, right. He pins him normally. So is this, just from like, I just want to say something here is because i feel like a lot of the blame goes to like hulk or like nick patrick or something but is there does anybody know if like if part of sting just not being ready for this shit was he supposed to kick out and they had to cover basically first of all if you're a grown man who's been wrestling for 12 years and you forget to kick out in the biggest match of your career fuck you yeah i'm just saying okay first of all 
Second of all, no, the finish was supposed to be what happened. Right. Which is Bret Hart storms out, right? right. So Hogan wins. So let me just put this again. You're just watching this casually. Hogan calmly pins him like a normal count, right? Right. But the explanation, <laughs> what was really supposed to allegedly happen, yes. could have gone either way. Well, somebody was supposed to kick out or... Why would he kick out? I don't know. But somebody could... That could have been two things. Somebody was supposed to kick out or Nick Patrick just fucked up and didn't count okay. fast we'll like get, he was supposed to. We'll get to it, right? Yeah. Bret Hart storms out. He's like, you know, I've been screwed and I'm not going to let any screwing happen. Uh-huh. So that's a fast count. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and the match restarts. And then... Like, does oh, have a one... <laughs> that's what I'm saying he is an official referee's license or something so uh, that happens and Hogan finally taps out to the Scorpion Deathlock is it yeah, I think that's what happens he taps yeah. out right and yeah. it's a and big everyone, celebration yeah it's, it's like when Luger won everyone's like oh right. this is great Dirt. there it is shut down on him check it on Hogan let Hart down Hart's right in the now <laughs> as far as why it wasn't a fast count Nick Patrick himself went on the record and it was a couple of years ago, pretty recently, and said that there was this big miscommunication and someone, he didn't name names, told him to count normal. Someone told him to count fast. Aha. Okay. Now, if that's true, I don't know why Nick Patrick, all these years later, he's retired. He has nothing to really gain by lying. Yeah. I'm wondering also, again. But memories get fuzzy. Um, yeah. I'm wondering also, again, if there was also people backstage is like, no, Sting's supposed to kick out at this point or something. I but don't then know. why would Brett come out? At some point there would have been a fast count. Whatever, this wh- kick out theory doesn't make sense. The point, the point I'm just trying to make is that like there was miscommunication, right? You Clearly. Could, there's, a, there's a million different things that you could say maybe this was supposed to happen. Maybe that was, all of them are bad. Everything got Sting should have just yeah, won. Yeah, but, exactly. But, but, everything like, got fucked up so, at the point. In your words from the first time we ever discussed this, you said it would have been a lot better if they didn't get all fancy with Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah. And that's like the premise of the question, right? right exactly. They, 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 they were all clever with Brett. Right. Now, even, listen, that's what Nick Patrick says, right? He was mm-hmm. like, uh, I, so I counted normal. Fine. Bischoff, because he's very, very truthful all of the time and always has been and doesn't dodge or evade questions he has ever. He podcast 83 weeks that he's very truthful on, Very. Right? All yeah. the time. No axes to grind. He says that it was just, uh, the whole thing was shitty. Mm-hmm. He was glad it was over with. He's the one that says, and Hogan, I think, too, that Sting showed up in not ring shape, which I... I agree with actually that you can kind of see that they're not lying. He he looks bad. Yeah. He doesn't look good. Yeah. Uh, If you think he looks good, that's your preference. I don't think he looks good. And they They look uh, fine. Like a couple weeks later, (laughs) after he's like working out again, but, (laughs) but Bischoff maintains that he, that the finish was supposed to be a fast count. Bischoff maintains that he thinks either Nick Patrick fucked up, which again, I don't think you just fuck that up when you know what it is, but nevertheless, or that someone else told Nick Patrick. An so this agent or something. Or yeah. Hogan. Yeah. Who knows, right? No one's naming names here. Why would Hogan sabotage his own thing? What does he have to gain from that? Yeah, but it makes him look dumb. Yeah, it makes like, the whole thing look dumb. Exactly. And Hogan's about making money. Exactly. I don't think Hogan's sabotaging. I, I guarantee you some fucking like agent, JJ Dillon or somebody was like, no, do this. And somebody said, no, do that. Or Eric Bischoff himself. That and he's just them, either misremembering or not admitting it. Makes the it, most right? sense. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It happens, right? And the next night, after all this buildup, the next fucking night, they vacate the title. Right. Okay. I well, just, I mean, the finish was shit. Correct. They, they, they kind of needed to, right? So the whole question here is, if Brett wasn't involved, would it have been a better match? Match? No. Ma- if Sting is still that Sting, right. and Hogan... Match? Eh. But the finish... didn't need to be good, to be fair. It just, no, needed, it just to, needed to like, have a conclusive, like, right. good finish. This is yeah. the end of this arc. Right. What wound up happening is they had a rematch at Super Brawl and Sting won the title and then eventually lost it again. 
and it goes on. But the the back to the question without Brett, I guess without Brett, you're probably not doing that screwy. You're not finish. doing any of that. But with the way the NWO was and shit, wouldn't it have made more sense? In all honesty, like if Brett wasn't there, maybe they would have done that. But like, first of all the chance of them fucking it up in a second alternate universe are kind of like low. Yeah. Like, so maybe it wouldn't have been fucked up. And second of all, um, I bet you just Lex Luger would have like made, because that makes a hundred percent more sense. Cause he's been like deeply involved. He's Sting's friend, all this sure. shit. Like, right. It's like Luger's like, this is crap. And everyone's like, yeah, we believe him. Like, or here's another way they could have done this. Let's say they do have Bret Hart. Yeah. Let's say you keep Bret Hart from debuting until then. And Bret Hart and like a bunch of faces from WCW emerge and fight off the NWO and Sting gets the clean win on Hogan. Yeah. That would be a better way to debut Bret Hart. Yeah. He I comes mean, out with a chair and just beats the shit out of the NWO. Here's the thing. It's not the, hard. Here's the thing with the like fast count thing. I'm fine it's with- It's terrible. Uh, well, see, I'm fine with that aspect of it if it's executed correctly. Only because it. I like the callback to Nick Patrick being the like fucked up ref and it's like this- last ace in the hole of the nwo is that like they pay him off that right? they all that they had him all along right or, like, or they had him all along that he like i i love the that idea that, that he like reinsert like he never really went good like that shit because they because the whole there was thing, always the doubt right on wcw programming it was like built in like into the story they're like we're letting him back but we don't we don't trust we don't him. trust like, him that was the payoff that to is that. true yeah like, you're that right should have been what it was that like, would have worked too right um can we agree on on one thing? I think I know we can agree on this. And yeah. I, I hope you fans do too. What they should have done, whether Brett's in the company or not, is have Sting just beat Hulk Hogan. Right. Right? Like, no fuck finish, no weirdness, just beat him. That's the most straightforward right? thing. I just all If they're going to do it, they should have just done yeah, it that way. I just think there is some credence to the defense of the Nick Patrick like what happened if the count was right like because then I, hogan didn't really pin sting he didn't get a clean win he, brett doesn't look stupid yeah <laughs> and also it just it also makes so much sense again i, I have to stress the whole nick patrick storyline was like built into this i'll give you that because i will give you it that. was like very much talked about but now the hot question for chuck yeah. mess i'm asking on his behalf <sighs> did hogan sting at starcade deliver For me, okay, and this oh, is, you can't, no, 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 you but, can't say no. No, no, no. It's not even that. It's just all I want to get at with this is that, like, as a kid, right? Like, I'm just saying, when I was watching this, right, I didn't really like think about it. Like, it, it to me, it was just like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, I'm fine with this because it's like you were Sting fine. Because Sting won. But I re- lost, no, but they I really took didn't. The title I, away the next night. I know. I you know. were okay with that? No, no, no. It was like the night of the show. I was like, this is this is great. So in like, a capsule, it was yeah, okay. I was like, oh, this is great. Sting won. I wanted him to win. Like this is great. You well, know? Okay. Like uh, I didn't care. Not like, to beat a very dead horse, yeah, but uh, I think Quinn and I. That's always been my defense. Is that like at the time I just I didn't give a shit. The, okay. the face won. <laughs> to answer to to answer Bill's question, I think we both agree that the match wouldn't have necessarily been better without Bret Hart. Right, right. The match was what it was. The finish could have been executed either properly, right, or done a different finish. I wonder a lot for other kids at home like me who were like ingrained in the storyline. Like, did they give a fuck how Sting won, or that just the guy won? Well, you can ask me. I was a kid. 
Yeah. I thought it was stupid. A lot of, yeah, some people did, but I'm sure <laughs> there was people like me too. Like at the time, I really did think it was dumb. I guarantee there was people like me who didn't care. I'm sure there were. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're just like sting one. Well, Quinn, it's been nice talking to you about this yeah. uh, for the 7,000th <laughs> time. Thank you, okay. Bill Gilbert, for that one. And uh, thank you guys for not being dunderheads and putting up with this discussion. Very dunder. <laughs> yet again. But Quinn, speaking of dunderheads, when we come back, we are counting down the worst factions in wrestling of all time. That's right. It is the Royal Flush. Two more names are coming out of the tank. We're going to see where they rank. The Royal Flush is coming up right after this. Don't want this responsibility. Don't use me because I don't agree. This is the story. I'm not saying what you did. You were asked by Hulk to fast count it to give him an out. And uh, as the story goes... Either your fast count wasn't a fast count by any standards or somebody else got to you and convinced you not to do the fast count. Now, tell me, is that story correct? Is it incorrect? Tell me your, your version. That's incorrect. What, uh, what happened is the two people, Sting and Hulk, were, they were the two franchise guys. And these sure. two franchise guys were butting heads at the point in time over what was going to happen. Sure. And one guy came up to me and told me to fast count it because I was already doing, you know, you, you know, to get some heat. So he'd give him an out. And the other guy says, don't fast count it. Just keep it nice and slow. And so the person that was in charge didn't evidently <laughs> didn't want to make a call, didn't want to pick a side and made themselves scarce all night long where I could not find them to ask them, hey, what do you want me to do? Is this the first time you're telling the true version? Yes, did, I, did I get the exclusive? Yeah, because I had to be politically correct because <laughs> I was working for somebody every other time. From Harley Race to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair to The Rock, Sting to Steve Austin, you're listening to our Vanish Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It is episode number 198. Monday, October 26, 2020. Happy birthday, Donnie, who probably isn't listening. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday there, Donnie. He might sometimes. He might be. You never know. Yeah. Uh, in like three years, he'll be like, oh, I heard you say happy birthday. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, folks, thanks so much for being with us here. And we do have a Patreon. I just want to briefly recap it again. The reason we do this, we don't try to make like tons of money off of this or rip you off or try to just grab all your cash and things like that. We don't run ads on our normal show. We just provide an avenue where if you like what we do and you want more of it, we give you a lot of extra content for very little money. Five dollars. Literally, literally though, like only five dollars a month. That's a Lincoln. One Lincoln a month. Not a town car. Not a town car. No, no. Sorry about that. That's in the garage. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you everything we offer on Patreon. That's monthly pay-per-view reviews. These are three, four, four and a half hours long. Uh, WrestleMania 7 is out right now if you want to dip your toe in that water. Next month, coming out in November, is SummerSlam 91, and we continue from there. We also have a bi-weekly show that we do. It's a totally separate show from this. Different canon. Yeah, different. Literally. Absolutely different canon. We're not aware of yeah, the other of this show. show. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're aware on here. Right. We're just not aware on that. Correct. And yeah. that's where we are going through WWF Championship Wrestling in order. We started with January of 82. We are right now in August of 83. Right. And it's just awesome to be able to see how things progress. It's a really fun time. couple months, the Hulk's going to be there. Oh, the Hulk, the Hulk himself. I can't believe we, we've, we've journeyed this yeah. far. And you can hop on the journey with us. We also have free ones, both on our YouTube channel 
And on this podcast feed every other Friday, we release a, a free one uh, to help you catch up. So check it out. Really, if you like OVP, I ask you to just go to our Patreon right now, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Check out one of the tiers. Just sign up for it. You don't even have to pay until November 1st. You have a few days here. Just check it out. We really do think it's worth it or else I wouldn't be mentioning it. Okay. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Michael. Yes. Royal rankings and Royal flush. Uh-huh. This is something we do every season. I want to remind you guys also, November 1st is the deadline. If you want to vote for next seasons, we're doing feuds. And that's mm-hmm. going to be an exciting one because you got a lot of good feuds, like Luger and Tatanka, obviously, one well, of my that, favorites. That's going to clearly be the number one on the rankings. Yes, the best. The best feud ever. Uh, but if you want to vote, all you have to do is go to the Dunderhead group over there on Facebook and you can uh, you can sign up for the group if you're not a member yet and you can vote for your top 10 and your bottom 10. But for this season, we are doing factions in wrestling. What we do is we take your votes. Our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, compiles all of them up. He's got all sorts of apparatus and equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, abacuses. Yeah, in his basement, I guess got it, it is. it all, really, Abacai. from all generations. Yeah, all sorts of things going on there. And he'll take these top and bottom 10. He'll put them in two separate tanks. One for the best, one for the worst. We draw out two names a week and we alternate. That way, by the end of the season, what you're going to have is the OVP, scientific, organic, certified, ranked, definitive, non-GMO, USDA approved and healthy. Best and worst factions of all time. Quinn, this week it's a flush, which means it's the worst. Let's uh, let's run down what's in the tank right now. Okay? Let's see. Let's see in the in the rank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at number one. <laughs> the Million Dollar Corporation. Will they ever be topped? I don't know. They're horrible. They're the worst thing to ever happen. <laughs> Dragged down yeah. that year of 95, man. Number two, the DOA. Just fucking terrible. F them. I don't like them at all. We, we've covered this. They can't talk. Yeah. They're not very good in the ring. They're they not have exciting. Crush. <laughs> they have crush. That doesn't help ever. <laughs> Speaking of feuding with crush, number three, Los Bariquas. Uh, Once again, crush. Uh, four, the oddities. Eh. They're, they're not... They're acceptable. They're not good, but they're... Uh, they had the tie-dye. The, the Cartman or whatever. Yeah, Kurgan had the hat. Yeah. Uh, number five, Misfits in Action. The very unoffensive, like, yeah. we're, we're opening the show thing. Yeah, we just, we do this. It's... I think it's interesting, actually, so far, because on this list, if you notice, the WCW bad factions, they're the better ones. Oh, I agree, yeah. 100%. I really do. Yeah, that's uh, their one, like, thing. We always crap on WCW, but... They're really good at like factions. They are. They're yeah. good at them. They have yeah. they have a lot of fun ones. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of which, number six is the Dungeon of Doom. Now, why is that the best of the worst? Because look at it. That one's it's unapologetic. It's about, just yeah. that that one's just like no, this shit is horrible, yeah. and we know it. Right. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like they're not even <laughs> pretending to be good. I, to me, there's like a fascination with like how like how bad can it be? Right. Like, Whereas with a corporation. The million uh-huh. dollar, they're like, no, this is good. They're like, yeah, it's a straight face. It's like this is the greatest um, collection collection of wrestlers to ever happen, right. and they're, nobody's going to stop them. Right? Dungeon Doom's like got caves and shit. It's not hot. Yeah. You know, there's no Hulkamaniacs there. There's a weird master man <laughs> yes. that's never in the arena. No, like, it's got its own canon, so yeah. to speak. Uh, but why don't we go down now to Howard Finkel as we kick off another week of the Royal Flush, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time. Give you the ringmaster. And face the D-O-R-A. The corporate ministry. The new blood gonna shed some new blood here. The oddity's here, and it's a Kurgan who's about seven feet tall. 
So we all can understand your reactions to the rights of censor. It is the royal flush. Woo! Oh, stinky. Very stink. We got a few more names floating around in the town. Okay. We, need, we need to. You know, really every, every time here. This, like, <laughs> every, hey! Listen. Hey, be quiet over there. Okay. Can that'll someone do it. Turn the. Okay. okay. Anyway, we have a lot of names, uh, a, a handful of names floating around in the tank. And we're going to pull out two more. Quinn, we've talked about good and bad stables. Uh, when we talk about a good stable, we're talking about something that really adds to the weekly programming, builds some really cool storylines, maybe gets characters over, uh, gets teams over, does a lot for the company and for the wrestlers. And I would say that a bad stable does the opposite. Yeah. Bad stables just are horrible and they drag everything down and I don't want to see them. Yeah. They just eat up time. They eat yeah. up resources. They talk they, too much. They talk too much. They uh, derail certain wrestlers' careers. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of thing that we're talking about here. So I guess without any further ado, why don't we go down to the fans who are just waiting to count us down? Oh, they're they're at bated breath right now. Bated breath yeah. here. All right, Thunderheads, count us down. Let's find out who drew number seven. <laughs> Could we turn that off now? Yeah, it's worse than the flushing. <laughs> the right to censor. Okay. Um, Please. They have come up in several lists, Quinn, that we've done. They're on every flush <laughs> That they ever. qualify for, right? Uh, that, that they could possibly be on. They, it's like the third in a row. Like, how? What are they? They were on theme music. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably so. Tag team champions. Yeah. And now factions. Good lord. And they deserve it. Yeah. They, they're horrible. Uh -huh. uh, I want to remind you guys that you fans, you guys are the ones that vote. Quinn and I don't vote. So if you take any umbrage uh, to any of the names here, again, we're just ranking what you guys have voted for. And that's why your vote counts. November 1st is the deadline for next season. But anyway, the right to censor. This was this was crap. This is one of those Vince McMahon, the the, the parent teacher council. I think it is, and I, I could be is butchering that. that. The PTC isn't the parent. Is it teacher? I don't know. That's funny, actually, if it is. But it was this thing where they're like, you know what, WWF stinks. It's too violent. <laughs> it's like, which yeah, it was right. I mean, it's lewd. Yeah. It's crude. Yeah, of course it was. Sable hand prints. Yeah, all that. The, the suck it, as yeah. they say, right? All these things. Crotch chopping. Remember they like counted the crotch chops. We found evidence of 457 crotch chops. It, 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 Nobody is, cares. I know. <laughs> I know. Just tell your kid not to watch it, or like whatever. I don't know. We're not talking sports, and this has not been a sport since Abraham Lincoln wrestled. This has always been entertainment. Now, Vince McMahon, noted humorist, uh, figured it'd be very funny to <laughs> let's uh, let's just take a bunch of wrestlers and ruin their careers to make fun of this group. This is like the last time Vince got mad at something like IRS and yeah. like all, like it's all that shit. That's it's, what it is. Yeah. So uh, it's the huckster and the nacho man again, and uh, it's not good because things born out of that usually aren't. You know, a spite project. Why would that be good? Nobody cares. So they debut as the right to censor. Now it's Steven Richards. So you might know Stevie Richards from ECW, obviously. He was a right. good wrestler. He's been in the company for a bit at this point, actually. Since 99, yep. yeah. 
decent wrestler. Yeah, overall. I always liked Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards was good. He was good as Raven's the, flunky. The first pay-per-view main event of ECW, that he was in it. Yes, yeah. that's true. Because, he was. like, it's somebody got hurt or some yeah. shit. Like, I always thought that was hilarious that he, like, made it in it. And, like, his story on the ECW DVD about, like, wait, Paul, for real? Like, yeah. Like, like he was like, he's like, me, I'm a freaking jobber. He was like, big Stevie cool, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. freaking uh, the BWO. It's like, how did I even get on a main event on pay-per-view? And uh, let me correct myself. It is the Parents Television Council. There I apologize for yeah. that. A parent teacher. <laughs> Sorry, it could have been. It could have been. I mean, um, it sounded plausible. Yeah, really. Anyway, Stephen Richards uh, now is he's renamed. Shows up and he's got like a tie and a white shirt, white socks, what, of what, course. White, white, white socks. socks. Stephen Richards. <laughs> Shut up, Jr. Jr. Coining that term. Take his white socks off. What a nerd. He's a fashion plate himself. <laughs> stupid hat. Anyway, we bring in a couple of people that had previously been very over. Mm-hmm. The Godfather being one. Literally one of the most over people on the entire roster. Yeah, just like a Duggan. Yeah. A Duggan of the Attitude Era. He never lost. Always over, yeah. yeah. But n- never a threat to like yeah. take someone's spot. He's having or too much fun. He's, he doesn't care. Right in that hoe train. Yeah. yeah. And obviously he's very offensive. Hoes. Yeah. Hoes. Offensive. Uh, so they rename him the Good Father, huh? And, that was, uh, <laughs> that was the, one of the lamest names of so them all. Stupid. Yeah. And they bring in Bull Buchanan, who's incredible piece of shit he's good that was like let's take this guy from this crappy thing and put him on another Shut crappy no. thing bull buchanan's good i don't want to hear it he's big boss man's protege brother <laughs> I, I th- as a kid i swear i was like is he his cousin barry or buchanan yeah it's like what is this shit tremendous wrestler horrible don't ever make fun of him. I don't like when you make why, fun of him. Why does everyone defend him? He's good! They're just, no, they're just appeasing you on the boards. He's horrible. Don't right. let the, all the tricks or whatever. You think they're trying to just kiss up to me? Yes. Don't do that. Don't kiss up. No, we don't. Buchanan. B squared or whatever. Don't bring that up. Anyway. It's on the Wicca page. He's a good wrestler. Yeah. And they bring in... Uh, Remember Val Venus? Now, obviously, he was a porn star, so can't uh, well, have can't, him do that. <laughs> we can't do that around here. So now he's still Val Venus. And also, never forget the very highly offensive ivory. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that purple scarf. Yeah. Right? It means she's good. What, what was that? <laughs> I don't know that? She's sexy or something. It means that she likes to fight. <laughs> it's just because she, like, isn't it something like she had it when she was in, like, Women of Wrestling and she just never got rid of it? Was she in Glow? Yeah, she was in Glow. She was in Glow, right? Yeah, that's where she came from. Tina Ferrari. Yeah. Anywho. They also had the cat briefly, but let's not get into that. And this, the whole thing here is that Stevie Richards would intentionally cut these very dry promos about how they were censoring everything. Right, right. That was the idea, is that he would just be very boring and, and horrible. And the Good Father and Bull Buchanan were like the main team of the stable. Why? And they even won the tag titles. And then Val Venus joined in in a weird... Like, he was so over yeah. before that, the too. Chief Marley. He was a good wrestler for a bit, anyway. For a mm-hmm. bit. And anyway... I guess the two main feuds was uh, Richards never really feuded with anybody, but it was like Bull and the Godfather were the tag champs, and then the Ivory China feud. I felt like the whole the, this was just a vehicle for the Ivory shit, like yeah. because none nobody else mattered in this shit. No, honestly, not. And you and know they, they really thought they were clever with Ivory with that like big skirt or whatever. Yeah, like, like the very like, straight laced the skirt. stupid like collar thing or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like the like nineteen eighties flight attendant tie. She looked like a teacher or something. like From the 40s. Yeah. But the thing is, is Ivory may be one of those people that doesn't get appreciated enough because she really tried at whatever they gave her, she oh tried. God. I still can't believe she was able to hold together that WrestleMania all day shit. 
Like nobody ever talks about like oh, the mammoth goal? achievement of having to <laughs> like broadcast for like fucking eight hours. I think wasn't it? Maybe it was even twelve hours. Whatever it was, but it was like it was long. Ivory was like the she kept that shit together. Her and Cole did yeah. a phenomenal yeah. job. Yeah. Let's not lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. That was. I, I'm still surprised that worked. And Ivory was good at that. She was good at like everything they gave her. Right. We need you to be a spunky baby face wrestler. Fine. We need you to be a manager. Fine. We need you to be a heel. Fine. We need you to do this. You know, she was always good. You know what she was the precursor to, actually, as far as that like workhorse woman on the roster? Victoria. Yeah. Like, Victoria yeah. kind of replaced her. But Lisa like, Marie Varon, right? Yeah. It was like that same concept of like sure. this person that can wrestle and you give them something and they do good at it. At it. They're very similar in that yeah. way, actually. The spunky personality, very talented. Yeah. Uh, and Ivory was great in this role, performance-wise. I mean... She f- carried the whole thing, because China sure as hell didn't. No, she didn't. Honestly, that was... I, I hated that angle, by the way. It was the, also during the era of, like, China, like, I'm gonna be pretty now, or whatever that yeah. was. It was like they took the threat out of her, and it was they, weird. They made her a, uh, a woman's wrestler, which, whatever. But yeah. um, it wasn't a good angle. I didn't like it anyway. Maybe you did. And the whole thing with the the right to censor is that they kind of were one of those things, like you said, a bad stable. It just drags stuff down, and it just kind of derailed some of these guys. Now, I get that you can't have Val Venus, the porn star, forever just because it's going to get old. And it, it did, wasn't old then, but though, by was that get, point. It was getting there, but People yeah. People were like, this is fine. Godfather, I feel like they could have done that a lot longer. Oh, my God. It just God. kept them on the low card. Holy shit. Like, seriously, like, the Godfather thing, that thing is never going to get old. Now, I understand that, like, if he went on and on and on into, like, the John Cena era or something, it would, it people would be like, oh, uh, we can't, this is for kids, like, what? Yeah. Like, but at the time, this was great. No, I agree. Now, they continued on. So, this is the summer of 2000. They continued on all the way until, actually, after WrestleMania 17. Obviously, at WrestleMania 17, China wins uh, the title from Ivory. And that was also, like, the end-ish of this, right? Pretty much, because the uh, the rest of the guys, you know, Bull, uh, Val, and Goodfather... They lost that six-man to the APA in Taz, remember? What? Like the random six-man at WrestleMania. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. So they lost all of their shit, right? And they're on the downswing, and I think their last match was like May of mm-hmm. 01. So like right before the uh, the invasion angle. Did Stevie Richards ever even wrestle during this? Like, I don't ever remember him being in a match. I know that he had been injured yeah. for a while. But the way that he acted, like, that he wasn't even... This whole thing, This the one thing that bugged me is, like, the leader of it, Stevie Richards. Yeah. Like, they acted like he never wrestled ever. Like, he was, like, a manager or something. Like, he's the genius He or was. Some he shit. was basically like, just the mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah. Now, he remained, just for the record, in the WWF until, like, 2008 or something. Good. <laughs> yeah, like, he is good. I don't have it, a problem with him. He looks a lot better with long hair, by the way. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah. Like, no, he looks I mean, a lot better point. with the long he hair. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, literally the point. Yeah. Uh, so... Steven Richards did what he did. I mean, he worked it. He did his best. Bull Buchanan, a good father. Horrible. I'm not going to lie, Quinn. I know that. that. That was a horrible, like, they did nothing. Yeah. They're just big oafs. You know yeah. what I mean? Big uh-huh. goons. And uh, Val, I don't know. I don't like Sean Morley as a serious wrestler, believe it or not. That's what they were trying to do here. I know, because that's how they always wanted them well, to be. It doesn't help that he had a suit and tie on. Or yeah, whatever he just that looked was. Dumb. And then, like, when he was, like, Chief Morley... It, Whatever, like it was he, like the same thing as yeah. this Val Venus, by the way, Chief Morley. I don't know, like it's like let's take that from this. I know. What? Just make him Val Venus and just let him be. They did do that again, right? And like oh two, didn't he come back as Val Nobody Venus? Nobody remembered who he was anymore, I which know. was really weird because he was like a big popular wrestler. Remember he was there until like oh seven or eight yeah, or something. Like fucking velocity and shit <laughs> all the time. Bald version, yeah. But he still had the towel. The the bald ruined it. 
Like, well, that's looked, not his fault. He looked like extra slimy with that like greasy hair. Like, <laughs> look at this guy. Look at the promoter, heroes of wrestling or yeah. something. Anyway, I, I still love the story of Val Venus's Larry Vince was like, it looks like a porn star. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like when they were like doing like tryouts or something. It's real. Looks like a porn star, bro. Yeah. Um, and that's really it. There's not much else to say about them. Thankfully, they had about a year-ish run. They didn't do too any, long. They, <laughs> far too long. They didn't do anything good. Their apex, I guess, was the ivory. Ivory carried the weight. I can't of that. even believe that. Props shit. to yeah. Ivory yeah. on that. Friggin it sure as hell wasn't B square or whatever. Don't be smart from though. He's still a good wrestler. Stinky. Okay. Anyway, that's it. I got nothing more to say to you. No. I'm done with they're them. They're horrible. I hate talking about that. Wasn't the cat in it or some shit, by the way? Very we didn't even briefly. That. What was that about? I don't know. Probably before they're like, we don't need you anymore. Was it? Was it and one King's of, like, I'm leaving too. Do, do you think it was one of those things like, oh, it'd be really funny if Cat, who's like always naked practically, yes. became like in the right to censor? It's probably that. I don't yeah. know. Did she turn on China or something? Did or she did, wear, was that like, over with? A long sleeve shirt one day <laughs> or something? Like, and they were like, look. I think, <laughs> you know, look, look at her. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Look at him. He's out of control. He's having a seizure. There are children in this audience. Get him out of there. Uh, anyway, good riddance. Let's yeah. uh, let's get to number eight here. Let's do that on the fans. Corporation, mm-hmm. it's not the ministry. No, no, no. it is the corporate ministry. Quinn. It was a merger. <laughs> they, they, they filed the papers and they merged them together. See, it was not the biggest. The biggest merger of the '90s was not AOL Time Warner. Yeah, it was the corporation and the Ministry of I, Darkness. The FTC had a tough time approving <laughs> that one. All right, this stinks. Uh, so <laughs> now the corporation. We have to get into a little bit of background on each in order for this to make sense. As as much sense as you can make of 1999 WWF. Vince McMahon's corporation mm-hmm. basically informally started when Vince became a heel in early 98, and he right. was regularly accompanied by Pat Patterson, mm-hmm. Gerald Briscoe, Slaughter, All who was the commissioner. Stooges, yeah. yeah, his his stooges, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually, he started adding wrestlers to do his dirty work. We're right. talking about The Rock. Mainly The Rock. Was right? the first was like one. The Rock was the big, like, oh, he's my rock. He's right. He's blue chipper or whatever. Corporate champion. Yeah. But not only that. The mercenary big boss man. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was now, his bodyguard. The big boss man ended up being like the real MVP <laughs> yeah. of the fucking corporation. They're all the time. But that thing at Deadly Game where he's just like all over the place. Like it's amazing. Remember, they're like, we're letting him back in the tournament because <laughs> yeah. fuck it, we make the rules, right? He comes <laughs> in and he like loses immediately. It's real. It's like it's actually like really funny. It was great. Yeah. Uh, not only that, Ken Shamrock was there for a while. He was tag team champion with Big Boss Man, right? And the Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. Remember that version of him? And then Kane was briefly a member for a few months. Big Show, which right. this yeah. yeah, it was so like brief. Remember, he debuted from the ring or whatever at the St. Valentine's there, Day Massacre. There's way too many people in like the corporation. I feel that like came and went. Yeah, oh yeah, no, like, I know China. Like, Ken Shamrock, remember that? Yeah, but it was for a while. Yeah. That was good. He, yeah, he I was just okay. mean that was like there. You couldn't even like keep track. Is what I remember no. the most about the regular corporation. It was like now they're friends with Vince McMahon. Now they're not friends I with know. Vince McMahon. Like Triple H. Yeah, Triple H. Uh, was there for about a month. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Remember, he was the heel commissioner for about a month. That doesn't count. It was poor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't buy that. Now, meanwhile, 
This is going on from like November to April of 99, right? This whole stretch. Meanwhile, The Undertaker is doing his own shit. Yeah, he's like, oh, I am a <laughs> sadist Satan. or I'm whatever. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it was. Paul Bear's back. Yeah, Paul uh-huh. Bear is back with yeah. him, right? Undertaker's a heel. He's got Bradshaw and Farouk with them as the acolytes, right? Right. And then remember, they start like dragging people and like... Mabel returns at Royal Rumble 99 and they're like, no, now you're Viscera. Fuck you. But they- okay, first of all, this was amazing because I did not see this coming yeah. like at all. I was like, Mabel? He What? Mabel? And he's wearing now, the black garbage bag if, this if, time. Now, if I recall, there was like a period of time, and maybe I'm just imagining this, what? where like he was Mabel for like two seconds on like fucking like, you know, Sunday night heat or some shit. And like, you know what I mean? In like his a- Mabel attire? No, no, no. He was wearing like black, but yeah. not the garbage. In the pre-show bag. of the Royal Rumble is when he returned. That's what I'm talking. That's, yes, that's real right? on yeah. Sunday Night Heat. I think yes. Like, but there was no corporate ministry no. yet, or whatever. He was just called Mabel, but yeah. then like they abduct him and they turn him into Viscera. Right, and he just has contact lenses yes. or whatever, and that's, that's all why it's different. Yes. Yeah. And then they did the same thing to Dennis Knight because uh, Dennis Knight, Phineas Godwin, right? Because uh, Henry Godwin, Mark Canterbury had been injured, so right. he was off Southern, Southern Justice. Where yes. it was, they were no more. So Dennis Knight's like, hi, I'm alone. Yeah. And they kidnap him. And remember, there's like this vignette of him hanging in a thing or something. Yeah, it's real. And then he became Midian. And then he yeah. became Naked Midian, which was really weird. Later. Like he was actually named Naked yeah, Midian. Yeah, it's his real name. Like, and he just came out in like a thong. Like <laughs> just like in the middle of matches this for happened. no fucking reason. It's, this is really it's, like, really weird. If you forgot about it. And then he became a chef, which I thought was a huge departure from Naked Midian. He's but, a real Mario Batali. Yeah. Uh, He's probably <laughs> still a chef. Like I guarantee you, like somewhere in fucking Arkansas saw or something at like I some place. I wouldn't eat anything that he made. Really? I thought I saw Not if I, he's naked. But I saw the the special on Minion the Chef, like on WF, and yes. I thought it he looked like he was good at what he did. Okay. I was kinda like I'd go to a, a restaurant with Minion. Would you? Midian restaurant. Yeah. You would go to Midian's restaurant? Yeah. Would definitely. you have like the full like you'd have an appetizer, yeah. full course meal. I'd have everything dessert that, that Midian made. Drink? Yes. Or Phineas, whatever. Would you have a drink? Uh, yeah. What do, kind of do drink? you think he makes a drink though? Well, or, he's a bartender. He's got a bartender, right? What would you have? Um, uh, like, what's your what's your spirit of choice? Like a tequila drink? You yeah, like a, I probably a whiskey have like drink? a gin and tonic. I oh, think. gin and a quintonic, yeah, as we yeah. call them. Yeah, it's a real I think thing. I'd do that. Quintonic. Yeah, I had to think about it, but yeah. Well, you're not a big drinker. No. What are you two dunderheads talking about? The brood was also in this. That was Edge Christian and Gangrel. Yeah, and that was okay. And that, that always confused. That was another thing that confused me about all this is they were like their own thing, and then they were like part of this. <laughs> yeah, it's like this the, happened. The brood. What is this? I don't know. What? Hey! What? The druids! The druids of the brood! But then what happens, folks, is in April of 1999. During a convoluted storyline, Vince McMahon is like de facto face because the Undertaker's fucking with Stephanie. So Ken Shamrock helps Vince McMahon out. Is this where where to Stephanie yes. came from? Yes. And like even Austin's like even Austin has enough morals to be like on yeah. Vince's side about this. He's like, no, that's fucked up. Yeah. He's like, you don't like <laughs> that's some guy's daughter. Yeah. Like she's not involved in this. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Even Austin is like, no. You this have is- to remember too. This is pre like evil Stephanie. Like right. this is like. Just very innocent. I'm a baby. Like, She's like yeah. 23. Yeah. <laughs> like, like no, like, weird makeup on no, or no. anything. Just like, I, hi. I like test. Yeah. Like that era. I have a crush. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I have a crush. I'm getting a diary. married. Yeah. Like, all this. I like Barbie. Yeah. And anyway, Shane basically takes over the corporation. They kick Vince out of it. And then right. on the, the first SmackDown, the pilot one, not like the, the series one, but the one from April, 
we have the merger of Shane McMahon's corporation and Undertaker's ministry. That's right. It is the corporate ministry. With the corporation and the ministry together, what power on earth, human or other, can stop them? Uh, and they're <sighs> now some, horrible. <laughs> Shamrock this is, is what everybody wanted. Shamrock <laughs> is not in it anymore. Big shows on it. Here's a rundown of the members, right? Uh huh. Shane and the Undertaker are the leaders of it. The Acolytes stay with it. Paul right. Bearer stays with it. Mm-hmm. Big Boss Man stays with it. Right. China. The, mean, weird, the mean street posse. How did they not get kicked out? Like, oh, because they're Shane's, Shane's friends. friends. Of course. He's like, I'm going to keep a spot for them. Yep. And we're talking all three, not only Pete Gass and Rodney, but also Joey Abs. Right. So the, can I ask a question about the, this? Because I seem to remember this and maybe I'm misremembering it. But what? were Pete Gass and Rodney like Shane's real friends yes. in real life? But Joey Abs was just some wrestler that An they were like, wrestler. we're also going to make you the, his friend. Well, because like, they needed retroactively. Like a, it was so they'd have a real wrestler in the team, right? To, like his direct Cass traffic. And Rodney were literally, literally like, <laughs> people who like lived two doors down from Shane at his house or something. Yes. Like, like it was like the weirdest thing. Wasn't one of them either Pekas or Rodney like in something like within the last four years or there so? There was like a uh, catching up with like Pekas or something thing. I one remember, of them wrestled though. I mean, yeah. Well, good. Like they're awesome. Pete Gas, you is- know, like Shane, like literally, like in the by the pool or something was like just so they could do this, like yes. just as like okay, this is how you do like a headlock or whatever. <laughs> like I'm not kidding, like that's probably all the training they got. Maybe uh, Pete Gas is a great name, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, also in this was Midian still, of course, Viscera, yeah, and Triple H, like still like sucked into this somehow. I don't understand this whole Triple H aspect into both things, the corporation. <laughs> And the ministry. He's just in all of it. How? Because they wanted to get him over, so they had him in everything. It's really weird, I know. though. He wasn't even, like, involved with this crap. Like, really. I know. He's already, like, doing his own thing. And he was trying to be the gamer. Yeah. And anyway, basically what happens here is it was Vince all along. Right. So <laughs> That's the higher so, power. And this is the thing that I think people make. This is why they look at this. It sucks, And they but. say that it all sucks, mainly because of this. Because at first, it seemed like, okay, this is plausible, right? Well, I guess like, in... In one sense, it was like, at least we're paring down the the number of factions and we're just exactly. combining them. At first, it seemed like, okay, but then this Vince shit happened. Like, this is, and there's a lot of people think of this as like, this is when 99 went off the rails and like, nobody fucking cared anymore. This is weird. Yeah. Because so, Undertaker's hyping up this higher power and it was yeah, Vince. I have a higher power. Yeah. It's not just me. Yeah. And Shane or whatever. There's somebody else. And it was Vince McMahon. And people remember, I remember thinking like, what is it? Fucking Eric Bischoff or yeah, something. Or something like, good. Like something, something like really awesome off the wall it's like somehow now, connected to wcw in some way i'm sure vince russo and i uh, for the record if you're new i don't hate vince russo i think he yeah. did do a lot of good things and that's not a popular opinion but right. i do uh, but I, I don't think everything he did was good I either would, i would personally say you know who, who should have been um the higher power oh um the master <laughs> in a big <laughs> crossover dungeon of doom like was completely done in wcw that's funny. <laughs> it's, eat shit, my son. I'm in it. I'm sure Vince Russo, and I haven't heard this audio, and, but I'm just going to guess because I've heard him speak a lot, and he doesn't like to admit a lot of things were bad, even when they were some things he does, obviously. I bet he would say that the justification here was Vince McMahon is so screwed up that he fucked with his own daughter, you know, like all this stuff. But I just, how I many mean, twists and... Con- considering the later history twin, and rumors. I understand I that. Say. But how many twists and turns can you have? At some point, it's yeah. like, can you just... Keep going in a straight I just line. It was weird seeing Vin- Vince McMahon in like a dark robe thing. Like he was like <laughs> like one of those other guys. With yeah. the, what do they call a the, druid? Druid. Yeah, yes. Vince the druid. And it's like, real. And like 
leather gloves on. Like, it was very strange. That should have been an alternate attire in some of these oh, uh, yeah. video what, games. Why is that not this druid attire? Yeah, the druid, druid Vince McMahon or whatever. And you know, another another good one would be that judge attire from that Bischoff trial. <laughs> when he <laughs> he threw him in the dumpster. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't forget Durag. Oh, Durag Vince, That's of like course. That's the yeah. best Vince ever. And Zuba's Vince from, from prime time from the WBF era. I didn't like that because he just made fun of Bobby all the time. <laughs> Fuck that version of Fuck Vince. Fuck you, Bobby. Yeah. Anyway, basically what happens here is The Undertaker and McMahon getting, like, problems again in the summer of 99. Like, very quickly. Undertaker's like, yes. fuck this shit. I, I want to be a biker now or whatever. Well, no, not yet. Remember, he goes on to this casual heel team with Big Show. It's just, like, the two of them. And they're like, Got it. we're good. See, you know what's a weird... And we say this a lot about what? 99. All these things, I like very... Right. It's foggy. It's there's, foggy. There's, like, so much stuff... Off the top of my head, without a Wikipedia page, I would probably not be able to name all the people involved in no, this shit. No, I know. I don't, I don't blame like, you. Like, in my brain, like, somehow Ken Shamrock threw out the whole thing. You know what I mean? In the blue trunks. Understood. Yeah, right? like, no, I, I get it, Quinn. I yeah. get it. Uh, basically, though, The Undertaker and Big Show go on to form the Unholy Alliance team. And that's where Undertaker, and this never gets talked about for like a month or two, he would be like wisecracking on the mic and stuff. You know, he would be like making shoot comments. It was like the Undertaker? snarky Undertaker. I don't yes. remember that. I'll have to dump something yeah. in. It, it is funny. Later on tonight, there's going to be a match for the tag team titles between the Acolytes and X-Pac and Kane, whatever, whatever. It's not important. They want you to put the tag team titles on the line tonight, live on Raw. You know, Mike, you're lucky I don't take your Houston privileges away from you. I want you to get your TV writers that write all your comedy stick for you and get them to write you a eulogy, because tonight, your mouth has wrote a check your can't cash. Anyway, that's the corporate ministry. It wasn't, um... It wasn't that long. Yeah. Good. Uh, and I it wasn't it that good. I think it bring us one thing, though. Wasn't what's, this also where The Rock went, die, 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 like during this period of time? <laughs> it is that period of time. Yeah. Undertaker, you come out, die, 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 yeah. and all that stupid crap. Yeah, because it was funny, because I remember The Rock was like, for whatever reason, he had a fucking issue with them, and he would just like make fun of how stupid they were. Like, it's, it's like The Rock's like, this shit sucks. All right, let me see if I can find it here. Rock says this. Big Show, you come on down. <laughs> you do all that all you want, Undertaker. You come on down. Die, die, die. <laughs> and all that stupid crap over and over Even and over again. The Rock says this. He has said it before. That's when The Rock said so like, I know we, rocked, we ranked The Rock a little lower than probably people expected on the rankings last yeah. season. But this is the stuff he was good at. Oh, yeah. Was being es funny. Especially when there was like heels you just nobody liked. <laughs> yeah. And he would just be like, these guys suck ass. Yeah, like, right. he would just like totally shit on them. And you're like, good. Well, because like, it was enough with The Undertaker being like, I'm Satan. Like yeah. every week. So that that kind of hit home to me why it was dumb. Yeah. Like The Rock really like shed light on yeah. it there. Like, just, come down, sell your stupid shit. Die, die, die. Like, it's like, good. I know. Finally. Yeah, someone's like, just fucking just saying it. I like that. But also in that interview, mankind's just casually standing <laughs> yeah. next to him. Like, it's a rock and suck connection, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a core. I think we ended on that note yeah. with them. We got a rank, but okay, Quinn. Let me run them down again. Number one, the corporate million dollar corporation. Two, the DOA. Three, Los Bariquas. Four, the out of these. Five is the Misfits in Action. Six is the Dungeon of Doom. Michael, right to censor, is worse than Dungeon of Doom? Yes. Misfits? Yes. Out of these. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Why? I, I'm not disagreeing. Because the oddities are just, they're fun. I, I don't remember any fun with Right to Center. I just remember just being like, when's this over? Like, <laughs> from day one. Yeah, like, you're right. You're right. I, I can't even, I've never, that's the thing with Right to Censor. 
that's really crazy about them is I remember as a kid from yep. day one being like, is this like how how long is this shit? Like it sucks. Like I just want to go on to the next thing. There was not enough investment to like even want to see the heels get their comeuppance. It was I just, didn't even care yeah, if that's like, what I mean. China beat them right. or whatever. Like I didn't care. I didn't care either. I remember that being the most like throwaway shit at WrestleMania when that happened. Well, isn't it rather telling? WrestleMania 17 is your favorite WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Or one of yours, right? Yeah. And you didn't even remember that other tag match I mentioned with the right to censor, right? Not at all. It didn't matter. It's a the, payday. I care more about Raven in that triple threat it's thing. Amazing. In that like that they almost put the power out and that <laughs> big, shit. Big show. Screw you. Yeah, <laughs> the a golf cart. Yeah, like, a lot of funny spots. Yeah, <laughs> that is a great match. I cannot wait for that pay per view because that's the one of the matches at that show that nobody ever talks about. That's like the, one of it's the so best, much fun. It's one of the best things. They go through that fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, or it's great. Like, it's it's fantastic. I'm gonna go with you on the on the right sensor being worse than the audience because the right sensor took up substantial storyline time and all this. And they just ate up my time. Yeah. in general. The oddities were generally on like heat. I mean, they were on Raw sometimes, but they they so, never won anything important. They didn't do anything that offended anyone. They never, they never even like. To be honest with you about the oddities, I could not tell you what year they were in. I just remember they were there. Yeah, remember how I was like confusing them with the Job Squad and funny. stuff like that. That was like, funny. That's my point. Is like they're so on the side yeah. that they don't even matter. Okay, fair. Los Bariquas and DOA, I feel like, are very closely tied together because they feuded most of the time. Yeah. So what do you think about the right to censor versus either of those? So I think the right to censor are worse than Los Bariquas. Okay. However, oh, Ooh. this is where it gets weird for me, is I really, really hate the DOA, like, <laughs> a lot. Like, I, they're just so annoying. Like, okay. Now, why do you think Los Bariquas are better? Because they're, like, the unoffensive, but they were around too long. Like, they're just nothing. Underappreciated, maybe a tiny bit. I mean, they had the hairy guy, so that's helpful. <laughs> they but, could um, wrestle, and they were... Right. They just weren't given a, a, a great shot. The problem... Okay, here's here's the real reason why... I can't wait for this. The RTC, it's hard to put them above DOA, or even, like... Actually, they're kind of interchangeable. But the real issue is that, like, DOA... <laughs> I swear it felt like the DOA went on for, like, a decade. Like, it was like... <laughs> I hated it. Like, it, it just... Every week... <laughs> ding, 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 like, you're just like, get the fuck out of here! Like, this is the last shit I want to see, right? Like, it, to me... The DOA were like an instant, like, I'm changing the channel. I'm going to WCW. Like, yeah, but the right to censor, they were very, too. They, probably, the, and the timing was probably usually this. And I'm just <laughs> I'm just going out on a limb here. The timing was usually this. Hits. I switched channels, some, like, cruiserweight matches on. I'm like, oh, good. And oh, then, Hooventude. Yeah, it's like, okay, I know I don't need to watch this. Like, I, like, I guarantee you that was the fucking timing. Like, it would go from... To like me changing, you know, Tony. Like, you know, he wrestled in Mexico. Like, like that was probably like the audio timestamp of that shit. He's a luchador. Yeah, um, and yeah. I'd be like, good. It's like, good, not that. Even so, though, I don't know. The right to censor is really bad. They are, but DOA is like endless. Okay, let's compare. DOA them. is fucking endless. You know, you know, RTC is one ace in the hole. Ivory. Yes. There is no one in the DOA that matches a talent level yeah. and commitment to their, what they were doing than Ivory. Yeah. Dead serious. So, and Stevie Richards. You know what's kind of unfair, too, about RTC? We probably... I know this... You know how I said the DOA, you could change WCW and it was good? Yeah, by the time... By, by the time RTC, you didn't have a fucking choice. You were just trapped. You know what I mean? You were just like, this sucks so of, much. Yeah, you gotta flip it over and see nasty Brian Knobs so or actually, something like that. That might be in the favor of RTC being worse. 
Well, you didn't. You couldn't. Again, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Your choice was RTC or seeing some weird hardcore match around like a, a on fire dumpster yeah. or something. Like, <laughs> which like, is a perfect metaphor for WCW like, in 2000. Like, remember the hardcore division cinema edition? Yeah. <laughs> like essentially, it was like overshot and stuff. Sam Raimi. Yeah, um, it's like we've got we got pro directors <laughs> on this hardcore segment. It's like in fucking millimeter film or something. Why was it so like? Why couldn't they do it right? Quality? I don't know. Like they, they didn't, didn't understand. They, the belt was like gold. It was all shiny. Yeah, I was like, why? It's that was my biggest it. complaint about the WCW Hardcore Division. Was it? It was too nice. It was very nice. Yeah. I don't know, man. I gotta say this: as bad as the booking was for the right to censor, as bad as bland as it was, it was supposed to be. The DOA was supposed to be like a thing, and they weren't. They were horrible. The RTC was supposed to be very aggravating, and it did succeed to that end. Did Did DOA go on longer? Which one went on? Oh longer? yeah, DOA did. Because it was yeah. well. Because remember, they just keep losing members. So yeah. first, it's like Crush is like, oh, I'm leaving, bro. And then um, the Paul Ellering shit. Yeah, well, first it's like, <laughs> oh, Change is the leader now, and everyone's like, oh, okay. isn't that Crush? We don't. Know, yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. Is that, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> isn't they look so similar. I know. Isn't this one just doesn't crush? have a face tattoo, <laughs> right? Which wasn't even real in the no, first place. No, it wasn't place. real. And then it's just down to Skull and Eight Ball, the two least interesting tag team wrestlers ever, pretty much. And Paul Ellering's like, I manage them now. And I'm I like, I'm good. not watching this. Yeah. <laughs> fucking turning this off. Right, the censor was only around about a year, maybe a little less. And uh, again, Ivory... Both felt endless. Yeah, I know. This is tough. <sighs> DOA is the incumbent. Do we just leave them there? I mean, right, the censor is bad. Don't get me wrong. I just... They're really bad. You know what it is? It's that I know RTC stands zero chance against the Million Dollar Corporation of beating them on this list. You think the Corp stays number one against RTC? Yeah. Because the Corporation was the main event? Yes. Like, it was RTC. everything of 95? Okay. DOA. Yeah, DOA sucked ass. It was, like, never good. RTC had a moment of, like, okay, maybe. Like I'm it, just appreciating the performances by yeah. the wrestlers that tried. DOA was clearly the weakest of the three. Of horrible! The, <laughs> they were just so bad. Who liked them? I mean, there's probably people out there, I enjoyed their work in the ring. Well, good for you! They stunk! <laughs> Literally, all they had going for them was, like, they let us rent bikes. Like for the shower, Titan motorcycles, yeah. and you said you said it best. <laughs> Titan, yeah. You said it best when you're like they just had the Undertaker do like uh, the same thing, and it was like ten thousand times better. It's true, it is. It, it just adds to the crush is fake Undertaker <laughs> thing and whatever. Fake like, crush, fake crush. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all bad. It's all bad. All right, yeah. leave them at number two. Yeah. All right, number two. So RTC slots in at number three. Good. And I'm happy for them. Yeah, that's the best they've ever done on one of these lists. <laughs> that is. They're usually like number one. And you know what? I'm tired of that. Yeah, we got to give them a break here. Yeah. But now the corporate ministry. Now, I think their nearest uh, equivalent would be the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, yeah. They are WE's version of the Dungeon of Doom. Now, the purists might say, well, of course, the corporate ministry was much more serious. You know, they had triple h right they had real wrestlers in I there think triple had... h was kind of one of those things it's like but did they like you know <laughs> what i mean like i don't really think of him ever no. i feel like he stood around with them once on a promo like during maybe the higher power or something like very briefly like, yeah. triple h just had like a fucking stupid t-shirt on and it was like after the show kind of thing yeah. <laughs> it's just like i'm just here and china's just this. like crossing her arms like why are we here why are we doing this <laughs> yeah, can i go wrestle over there it's like we're in dx or whatever yeah. what is this crap <laughs> <laughs> so should um is the Dungeon of Doom better? The corporate ministry, the main thing I didn't like about it is it just was weird. Yeah. More than anything, it just felt convoluted with the, the Vince thing. But if you really look at it, it wasn't that long and it wasn't really that offensive in all actual seriousness. 
It was very briefly I mean, the okay. main stable. Here, here's the one bad thing that we have to keep bringing up, but it's 100% true. What? Is that whole Shane shit, um, the Shane shit revealing Vince was the higher power. Yeah. Like, you remember all that in yeah. Undertaker? A lot of people look at that as like, this is Vince Russo madness. Like, this, yeah. is, this is what, like, opened their eyes to, like, why he was bad or something. Well, as like, a f- they say this all the I time. Know. As a fan at the time, I'm going to try to articulate this, okay? Maybe you can, mm-hmm. you know, express your opinion, too. As a fan at the time, I just felt like I was misled and let down. But who did you really think it was going to be? I don't know, but that's the whole point of a good surprise. Yeah, but... When I mean, it's just Vince still being healed, it just felt weird. Do you know what we, I'm saying? Can we think about this, like, analytically for the first time ever? Because I don't think we've ever talked about this whole Vince being the higher power thing. What do you got? Who else could it realistically have been? I don't like, know. Uh, on, in all honesty, that would have made an actual impact. I don't like know. Fucking Steve Austin in a hood. Like, but I, if there's no answer to that, then why write it to begin with? But there was an answer. It was Vince McMahon. But why, what did that accomplish? Is all uh, I want to no, know. No, I'm saying it's bad. But yes. my point, it's not that it's not bad. That's not my point. My point is, it's like, who the fuck else would it have been? I don't know, Quinn. Maybe there was that, someone in mind and it didn't work out. Right. Maybe he didn't know until <laughs> it was time to reveal it. Maybe Vince even just pulled an audible at the last second like because you know the thing about it when they revealed it was vince it all fell apart like immediately it was almost kind of like no we're just putting an end to this pretty much it's just like it's vince whatever goodbye never talk about this again within basically a month or so it was it was over with right and i don't know i i just cannot remember if uh there's a original plan for who it was supposed to be (sighs) i think there is i just can't remember who it was so wait, Christopher Daniels is one of the people possibly considered. I'm seeing this here. That Don, makes Don sense. Callis. Okay, those two make a lot of sense because Christopher Daniels in the 90s, yep. late 90s in the indies, was doing the Fallen, Fallen Angel, Angel shit already. And Don Callis is a f- tremendous talker and could have made it work oh, too. Oh, if it was Cyrus, yeah. the virus, yeah. <laughs> that would have been... Okay, that actually would have made sense. Yep. And it actually maybe would have kept it going on longer. Maybe, and it maybe would have ended better, but... Imagine, Joe, if it was the Commandant. <laughs> Stop. Just as, Ew, a, no. as a different... You know, this guy's an actor. <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. um, <laughs> met him on Sinbad. <laughs> the whole Commandant shit is incredible to me. The, it's so amazing. So poor. Uh, <laughs> the fact that uh, Ben like, <laughs> whatever that was. Sinbad. Uh, Sinbad. Horrible! <laughs> Just fucking horrible! <laughs> it's terrible! What were they thinking with that? I don't know. I don't How know. How is that not on this list? The, uh, what? The, 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 the truth The commit. recon and sniper thing? Yeah. I, maybe it will be. I don't okay. know. Um, okay. Let's really be honest, though. It, I, I, oh, I'm Shawn Michaels. Is the corporate ministry worse than the Dungeon of Doom? In all seriousness, if we really want to be honest here. Look, I, I mean, like it's, the it's, dungeon. It's, I don't like it as much as the Dungeon of Doom. Let's put it that I know. In real, like, realistically. No, I don't, I don't either. Because the corporate ministry, you know what its main problem is? It's super confusing. As even the Dungeon of Doom with its 1,000 people, at least you, like, knew who the fuck was in it. Like, I cannot tell you 
who the hell is in this yeah, it corporate? It wasn't very minute? defined. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It didn't do much. Like, I remember every stupid fucking person that yeah. joined the Dungeon of Doom. Very like, memorable. Even the Yeti and, like, all this crap. Like, people who weren't, like, giant haystacks. <laughs> like, I know all. Like, I know on the top of my head, every single person. Fucking Zodiac. Z-Gangsta. And all, like, Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. One-man gang. Mang. Conan. Yeah. It's like, all these people. I remember every twist and turn. Like, Jimmy Hart joining Hulk Hogan's mustache, like, like, it's all there. I can't tell you any of this stuff with the with the with the corporate ministry. It's like a fucking blur. Okay, but is it better than the Misfits in action? <laughs> yes, I guess. Come on, we can't get carried away here. It was so short that it well, it didn't. It wasn't long enough to be offensive. My biggest problem with it yeah. is that um, everyone like thinks of it as some like downfall, and that's like why like it's always sticks out to me. It's like really bad. The like misfits in bad. But when the misfits in action aren't necess- necessarily fondly remembered either during a good period yeah, of time. Yeah, but they're not considered like, man, WWE fell apart because the misfits in action. But WWF didn't fall apart. Yeah, but 1999 did. Well, from yeah, a creative, but yeah. not from a business standpoint. The year did. They like hit, they're lucky they had the wherewithal to hit the reset button, like a soft reset on like WCW, which was a hard reset. But, <laughs> God, yeah. but it really was like a soft reset after that because Undertaker became a biker and like a lot of this, things changed. Like, shit changed. Yeah. We calmed it down with all the stables and Triple factions H kind of took over as like the lead heel and it was better than the corporate ministry. The Rock, it was. The Rock was generally unaffected by all this in the end. Yeah, he's like, just always there just doing yeah, his thing. Mankind was fine. Yep. Like yeah, all that shit. But are they worse than the Misfits in Action or better? I mean, are you really going to call the Misfits in Action better than the corporate ministry? Um, I think you are. I hate, On what grounds? I hate the fucking corporate ministry like a lot. All right. I mean, well, why? okay, you know what? It, it did have Viscera, which <laughs> I know that's a weird thing to defend it, but I, I don't know why that like always is amazing to me and like Midian. It did, if we're going to, you know, take our, our analytical side where it's like, well, it did help certain people. Like, yes. it kept fucking... I can't even believe it brought Viscera back, Midian, who was doing nothing. He was literally doing like, nothing, literally, yeah. And that wasn't even his fault. Like, Godwin got hurt, yeah. and he was just like, well, I'm fucked. Like, yeah. what are they even going to do? And, like, people, like, remember that naked Midian shit. Well, I know. Who, it, how do you forget that? Who would forget that? Yeah. But, yeah, I guess it did keep things going. It was the main storyline for such a brief period, is my thing, that it didn't really... Fine. You know, it, it ended dumb, but yeah. it was okay. Yeah, there's no way in hell it was... Better than Dungeon of no, Doom. Though. It's going above Dungeon. It's impossible. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like, Dungeon stays at They don't eight. have the master. No, I mean, the Dungeon of Doom is fantastic. They're the it, best shitty. It's so... Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, there you go. The best shitty. The, the best kind of shitty. Exactly, I agree. Yeah. So we're agree- in agreement here. We're going to lock it in right above yep. Dungeon. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. So we have made it through another week here on the Royal Flush. Let me run down the revised rankings for you. Number one, still the Million Dollar Corporation. Number two, DOA. Three, the right to censor getting a break here in the top three. <laughs> Good. Four, Los Bariquas. Five, the oddities. Six, the misfits in action. Seven is the corporate ministry. And eight is the Dungeon of Doom. One more week than two weeks from now. It'll be the end of the flush. We'll have to see what happens there. Uh, obviously, be sure to vote in next season's. Do that on our Facebook group. And Quinn, when we come back, we are going to roll the dice because we are reviewing my favorite... WCW from 1998. We'll have to see how that goes. That will be coming up right after this. Undertaker, big show, a bloodbath, just more proof that the competition's heating up in the tag team division. And with that statement, 
You've just lost all your interview privileges. Now be gone and stay gone. Now as far as rock and mankind are concerned, your worst fear has just come true. We have decided to exercise our right to a return title match. So if rock and mankind, if you two can quit trying to figure out which one of you has a set of this surface Thursday at SmackDown, you'll answer our challenge, not only to a tag title match, but a buried alive tag title oh match. Oh my gosh! God, are you kidding me? Thursday night on SmackDown? Wait, listen, listen, listen. A live match if mankind's head's already burrowed way up the rocks. Not a burrowed alive, a buried alive. So boys, if you can get your head out of each other's Find yourself a set. You'll show up Thursday at SmackDown. Hello, wrestling fans. It's Joe here. And while we're on a break, I just wanted to take a moment to shout out three friends of the show. Check out the New Day podcast. Hosted by three guys that have actually worked in the actual wrestling business. I'm talking about Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, and Big E. They're going to bring their unique perspective as fans, but also as people that actually work in the industry to a very creative and entertaining podcast. New Day Podcast. And then check out Greetings from Allentown, hosted by one man, Peter Winston. He'll take you on a whimsical journey through retro wrestling's past. It's unique, it's quirky, it's Greetings from Allentown. And finally, if you like your retro wrestling slathered in barbecue sauce, check out Mike Mills and Book in the Territory as they bring you the very best in the Southern Fried Wrestling. We're talking about Smoky Mountain and the NWA. It's Book in the Territory. So again, our three friends of the show. The New Day Podcast. Greetings from Allentown and booking the territory. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It is episode number 198. And Quinn, we are reviewing something. We are. Now, okay. <laughs> I'm excited. We, we went to Richard Land for this one. We uh -huh. said, Richie, why don't you pick us? Uh, against my better judgment, I always decide to pick a WCW. It's always me picking WCW. I was surprised, dude, because I, I, I felt like it was your week to pick because I think I picked a bunch in the, in the last couple weeks. It's all right. When, so I was like, you, you were asking me and I was like, you know what, just you decide this time. So I picked WCW. I don't know why I do this because right. I normally don't enjoy it, but uh, I went to Richard Land and I said, you know what, mate, why don't you just pick something for us from WCW? So he sent us this to check out. It's WCW Worldwide, mm -hmm. March 7th, 98. Now, um, Worldwide. What a, what a time. Yeah, what a time. Also, why is Worldwide in 1998? <laughs> We've talked about Worldwide before, so I don't want to get in the whole backstory. It's one of their longest running shows, if not the longest, I think. It also goes longer than Nitro. Yeah, and actually. By a week. It has, a, and which is a full version of that floating around now, like a clean version People of that final. People are excited, and I'm I'm excited, yep. because that, that was the holy grail for me, was that episode. The one we watched was like in black and white, the quality was yeah. so bad. It's also the... It's also the that that whole episode is probably the basis of why there. I had a dream like a couple months after. <laughs> that I, there was still WCW. I still remember waking up to this day and like trying to search the channels after I woke up from that dream and just being like, <laughs> "Is this real?" I, I was like, maybe I was even searching like the early internet. Maybe you work when the like, early internet. And I was like, "WCW after like is there a show?" Right. And, you know. <laughs> so this show did start in 1975. It was a weekly syndicated show <laughs> by the time of nitro though see now we're we're talking march 98 now so let me set this in order nitro is the a mm -hmm. thunder has debuted oh boy that is now the b show 
Saturday night is still limping along as now the C show. And this is like Z tier. This is nothing. Yeah. Yeah, This in pro and the main event, which I think maybe just ended. All still um, going. Yeah. (laughs) And WCW Worldwide, we've reviewed several of these in the past. A lot of the times what you get by this period of time is the Mike Tanay, Scott Hudson, Control Center era. So that is fully what we're expecting. Yeah. But let's see what we get. Quinn, it is WCW Worldwide, March 7th. 1998, and we start with a very hip <laughs> sci-fi control center intro. Yep. Some nerd in a fucking war room. <laughs> He's like booting up the show or something. Ridiculous. WCWOS. Yeah. So hip, Quinn. All yeah. the tech, all the transmission. I love futuristic WCW so much. I mean, does it really require this much work for like Tanae or whomever to yak it up <laughs> and play clips about yeah. Nitro? Like, what are they doing? He's got like a laptop like rigged up on like a spinny thing. So that he can look at gigantic monitors, like six of them or something, with yeah. like a weird, very like computy duty movie operating yes. system. Like it's weird. Just so you can hear old cheese voice talk about <laughs> oh, this is what's going on in My Nitro. Hogan is in the NWO <laughs> on Nitro. Did you know that? Yeah. Anyway, we actually go directly to ringside. Wait, what? Yes, and guess what? Tony Schiavone. <laughs> what? And Bobby Heenan welcome us. This is WCW Worldwide Wrestling. Hi, everybody. Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain Heenan for the next hour. Incredible. And even weirder, we're in the spinning yes! ring. But, but it's the spinning ring that we're like used to, like, yeah. you know, very 1994 and, and like, whatever. Yeah. And, but with the late 90s worldwide, like, logo yes! shit plastered everywhere. I didn't even realize worldwide existed in this form at this point. Me neither. Like, this was a welcome surprise. Very ha- immediately, I knew. This is going to be good. Yeah, because it's Tony and Bobby. That's like right. one of the A teams. Yep. And there's no Mike Tanay or Scott the, Hudson like, in sight or any of that. overdone set. The fucking Disney crowd. <laughs> yep. Uh, immediately now, Goldberg enters. Wait, on Worldwide? <laughs> this seems really low for him. This is 98 Goldberg. This is like it is. getting ready to win the world title, Goldberg. He's on the rise here. Uh, believe it or not, he's not even the U.S. champion yet. Like That's, almost. Yeah, April, I yeah. think. But he's definitely um he's definitely on the rise and he's appearing on like every show to really rack up those wins. Bobby Heenan immediately puts Goldberg over as the man. That's how you know they're committed to and him. This was I felt Bobby was actually the early adopter yep. on the commentary team of like Goldberg. Like yep. he like after a couple weeks even, like when he just I think when he like first finally made his way to Nitro or whatever yeah. when he wasn't doing as much Saturday night. When he was feuding with Mongo. Yeah, like that that's era. when Bobby was just like, he was like sold as a comic, <laughs> yeah. like in kayfabe on Goldberg. He's yep. like, nobody's going to beat him. Like, he's just the best guy. Bobby did do some good things yeah. in WCW. Just, you know, people don't tend to remember that, but he was always good at putting Goldberg over. Oh, he oh. like, his his character liked Goldberg yep. for whatever reason. Absolutely. I think the real he guy liked, did too. Yeah, he would like shed the like healdom. Like, yep. and it would just be like big Goldberg fans. Yeah, it's like, true. Yeah. Now his opponent, is Jerry Flynn with an F, and yeah. he stinks. Yeah, the shitty Jerry. Like, you know, not not the not, other Flynn. Not Jerry Lynn. Or Lynn, sorry, <laughs> yeah. yes. Shitty Jerry Flynn, yes. He's literally like the knockoff Jerry Lynn. <laughs> He's crappy. He's so junk. So uh, Flynn and this greasy mullet attack before the bell here, but Goldberg gets a cross-armbar submission hold here. Our referee is Jimmy Jett, apparently, I guess. Never heard of him. Very worldwide. No, <laughs> yeah. I know him. You do? I've seen him on shit. He's kind of like Mickey J fake edition. Yeah, <laughs> young Mickey J. Yeah, it's uh, real. Goldberg... Picks Flynn straight up in the air, dumps him down while on the armbar there. Mule kick by Flynn, some really crummy karate, <laughs> and then a casual spear by Goldberg, jackhammer, and goodbye. Good! <laughs> That's the way it should be. Yeah, no, this is why Goldberg ruled. 
No fucking bullshit. That's how a squash should be, damn it. Like, this is what I expect from my squash. It's yep. like, the guy tries some bull crap. He's like, no. <laughs> and then he just does his finisher on him. And that's how it should always be. Yeah, it's not like Jerry Flynn was going to be anything anyway. <laughs> like, he's going to be Goldberg. <laughs> like, really? They tried with Jerry Flynn, too. I remember him making yes. it to, like, Nitro. He makes it to a lot of stuff. He's yeah. poor. <laughs> not good. You know, what, you know what I always thought hurt Jerry Flynn? The hairy chest. Like, you know, like that didn't help. karate man that's very in shape, you would think like, oh, he would like shave his He'd body wax. and like be like in sh like yeah. you see his muscles and no. stuff. No, just see his mullet. This looks like a fucking like he looks like he runs like a karate dojo, like in like some random town, not even like Cobra Kai. No, like the lower tier, not even Tiger Shulman. Yeah, not even like look, Sam's Karate or look something. Near like, the know. quick mart, like yeah. a knockoff Wawa or like something. It's, it's called Sam's Karate, but Sam doesn't run it. He just owns it. It's like Jerry Flynn runs it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that's about of, right. Yeah. Anyway, Bobby and Tony sound into it today, Quinn. And I don't blame them. Yeah. Goldberg's music is good. Everything is good. Yeah, we see a replay in like a vector <laughs> screen. Exactly. I don't know what that was. Tech. And that, that's that's all over the show, <laughs> too. That oh. like theme. Why is that like wire, wire frame, frame like in the way? Don't know. The replay. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Punch out for <laughs> <Yeah>. the arcade? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> undefeated since coming to WCW. Probably undefeated in life. Anyway, we now throw to Lee Marshall hi, in the fake locker room to remind us about Frosted... No, uh, to remind us about <laughs> Uncensored 98, which is coming up on March the 15th from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, it's going to be on Dish Network 2. And I got to say, Lee Marshall does have a great voice. I like his voice. It's nice of them to let him be in person here <laughs> instead of like, you know, in his shitty hotel room hi, on, on the phone. <laughs> he looks like Paul Bearer without makeup, but with Ray Stevens' eyes. Like, what? it looks like him. It's real. Look at it. Look at him. Look at him. Uh, we bring in now the WCW TV champion, a very dapperly dressed Booker T, who will be facing... On Worldwide. Yeah, on Worldwide. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> He's going to be facing Eddie Guerrero at Uncensored. That sounds good. Probably was. Booker says all is good in the hood, uh -huh. and at Uncensored Sucka, you're going to get the beating of your life. He then says he's going to be all over Guerrero like a Mexican plate lunch. What? Brother, I'm going to be all over you like a Mexican plate lunch. I will take his word for that. Lee Marshall chimes in with... I knew I was smelling menudo. I just wasn't sure if you had the recipe. I knew I was smelling menudo. I just wasn't quite sure that you had the recipe. There's a reason they didn't let Lee Marshall on the important shows, Quinn. I'm fine with all of this, it's though. Fine. It's, it's fine. No, Booker's good. This is, a, this is during that period of time where Stevie Ray was out. Yeah. And Booker emerged as a single star. Yeah. It's yeah. great. So, I want to say this. Now that we have seen... Because this, this, this whole set with Booker there and everything... The only no. thing that was different was it wasn't Mike Tanay. What do you think of that? I feel like Lee Marshall is a suitable Mike Tanay replacement for these like interviews, even saying his quips or whatever. He, you know, I think he's great. Yeah. I really don't mind Lee Marshall. I just don't think that he was like he's like the Lord Alfred he, of yes, WCW. You're exactly right. right. He's a, like if Tanay is like Mooney, he's like Lord <laughs> yeah. Lord Hayes. But like you don't want Lee Marshall on the important pay per views or nitros I just or anything. Never understood why these companies like having Lord and like having Lee Marshall. What is this like ancillary member that's only well, there sometimes? It's like, to lighten the workload for the main people. It's just very that's weird. Odd. Yeah. It's, it's uh, that's honestly why it's so the main guys don't have to do everything, you know. Yeah. That's all. Anyway, the show is brought to us by Valvoline because wrestling, true, of course. Uh, also, Slim Jims, and of course, DZ Discovery Zone and its Men in Black Laser Adventure. Yeah. Oh, hey Quinn, did you know that America is on America Online? It's a true statement. It is. Yeah. You know why they like it? Because you get your fucking email on, there. and it says you got mail. And it's like just a like present, the, just like the movie. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Not a bad movie. That was like actually. a sales thing that they. Yes. Remember, it was like in the branding for a while with AOL that's like, oh, it says the thing when you sign on. With Tom like, Hanks and Meg Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> now, did somebody 
is there like a famous voice? Does anybody know this that did the You Got Mail? Like, well, you he, Got Mail? Who was that guy? I forget his name. And you can look him up. He is a thing. Remember, You've Got Pictures. And yeah. it wasn't as good. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was like other ones, too. Hi, I'm Elwood Edwards. And 22 years ago, I recorded a very well-known catchphrase for AOL. Hey, Elwood, I just got an email. You've Got Mail. Back to Tony and Bobby at the green screen, both dressed in all black because this is a hip show. And Bobby with the shitty black sweatshirt. <laughs> Joe, this is where they said, like, oh, we're live in the MGM Grand. Yeah. It's like they're not. Yeah, like they're obviously. just in front of a green. <laughs> yeah, but it's real. And because you know what? They, how they messed that up, especially. What? Now, they could have said that right and you might believe them if they had just piped in crowd noise behind yeah, but them. But there's they not. Didn't. There's this like, silence. It's very poorly like, done. Yeah. They hype up uncensored again. Bobby doesn't like Uncensored because the NWO is going to come in and try to fuck with everyone. I love Bobby. Yeah, here. It's like, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. Like, I'm not, I don't <laughs> want this to happen. Yeah. They fucked with me last yeah. year. Uh, back down to the ring now where Barry Darso makes his way out. As Barry Darso. We're not just saying Barry Darso. No He's gimmicks. actually like the Tron says Barry Darso <laughs> on it. Got like it, a fucking members only coat on. Yes, yeah, so like the red coat, yeah. right? This happened? Yeah, I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> he has, he's just bald, red coat. Incredible. I love WCW right? so much. Like he's just Barry Darso. No face paint, no sunglasses no even. No one. No? None of no that. No golf hat. Yeah. Just he, serious wrestler. He's like very serious. You know, the coat, it's just, it's it's the corporal whatever he was in like, remember when he was like a the Russian guy? Crusher Khrushchev. Crusher yes, Khrushchev. it is pretty much. Yeah, it's like the same thing. Now he looks so fresh friendly even though he's a heel like Barry Darso looks like someone's great uncle or something I'm just so like how you doing kid yeah it's good he's I love him Mm -hmm. Um, anyway his opponent is in the ring it's Jeff Bradley who seriously looks like a 1983 jobber and holy shit you know what that means Joe what Barry's gonna win what that's great (laughs) what even what (laughs) is this show let's see here we get a bell we get a lock up and a tussle Jimmy Jeff the referee again Darso hammers away in his red underpants as the announcers talk about Scott Hall facing Sting for the WCW title in a match that I forgot about well Uh, that's why they're reminding you (laughs) it's a Barry Darso match what else are they gonna do that's true hip tossed by Darso and some smashing good shape by the way we didn't mention he takes the coat off and he's not wearing a singlet. He's wearing just like just trunks. trunks. Like short he, trunks. Like, like he's this is a whole new persona. It's yeah. like serious Barry Darso. He's only about 38, 39 yeah. years. Not really this old. This is about the right time to repackage him. Why not? Why right? did this not make it to Nitro or anything? Or did it and I just forgot? I'd it's kind of like when like Bobby Eaton's on Nitro for some reason. You're like, what? <laughs> and what ninety seven or something? Old and yeah. dirty. Yeah. <laughs> like, who even is this guy? Bobby Eaton. Yeah. Love him. Armbar as uh, Darso yells like smash. You know, yeah. like the the plain old ah. Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage. I think Hogan and Savage, very apparent the cage match at Uncensored will be to determine who's in control of the New World Order. Corner whip, Darso misses a charge. Bradley goes to work with a headlock, shoulder block, off the ropes again. Drop toe hold by Darso, who then yells, Don't ever do that again! Yeah, in the smash voice, yeah. it's incredible. I love him. He's literally just being smashed! Yeah, he's yelling at the ref as he's doing like a hold in the ropes. He's like, It's legal! Yeah. <laughs> like, the, loud! The crowd boos, and then he's like, What do you mean, boo? <laughs> it's good! What? Are you are you are he's not a happy man. What do you mean, boo? This is lovely. I love it. What do you mean, boo? <laughs> it, it's great. Barry Dyson is a fantastic wrestler. He, I love him. Yeah. Seriously. He kicks Bradley out of the ring, brings him back in over the ropes here. Then he hits a single arm DDT and the barely legal, which apparently is this arm breaker submission. The fact that Shivani knows what it is. <laughs> like, That's his finisher. <laughs> yeah. The barely legal. Yep. And uh, your winner in 1998. Barry Darso. Yeah, this is amazing. So they they clip out 
and there's fans clapping. They know! <laughs> the Barry Darso push of 1998 is a real thing. He's so good. And he's a heel, but they, they're like, no, we like you. They're, they're like, no, he's good. Like, <laughs> now, now, I'm wondering if this is where the whole internet thing of like chanting Barry Darso at events and stuff like, did it come from this push? Because he was never... Like, I don't know how people knew his name was Barry Darso prior to this, but I remember he was one of the early guys in the early 2000s that people would refer to him as Barry Darso. Barry Darso. Right. And I, a good always, name. I always actually, in the back of my head, wondered, how did everyone, like, just universally know his name? Is it because of this? He's a treasure, man. Yeah. Yeah, you ever hear him talk in his normal voice on like a shoot? He has this pleasant Midwestern accent. He he's, just, he's wonderful. He just seems like the nicest man. He's one of the Seriously. best people like one of my favorite people in just the industry that exists. Yeah, like him. he's fantastic. Anyway, let's go to break now. We come back and we recap Nitro from February the 23rd where Hulk Hogan challenged Macho Man to face him in a cage match at Uncensored. Okay, so I'm going to take a guess here. Slim Jim decided to sponsor Uncensored this year <laughs> and Macho Man just has to be in the main event. There's no so it's way. just like randomly because no, because this constantly happens. Like all of a sudden this feud will crop up and, it's, <laughs> and you just so happen to realize Slim Jim's on censored. No, like, I and don't think and then you're like, oh, okay. I don't think they did. But here's the catch, right? Macho Man, for those of you keeping track, is still in the NWO during this. Right. It's that era where they're like, there's this power struggle, and Hogan's like, oh, yeah, haha. And then we clip over to Savage and Liz in the crowd. Yes, Liz is with Savage in 98. But it's like good Liz. It's the she, one that's yeah. like sly. She's like, sly. Yeah. It's like the... It's the original heel is from like 96, but now she's just with Savage again. Yeah, yeah. You Sly. mean 96? No, not, no. I meant 96 like with Flair. Oh, oh I see. Like that yeah, one. it's heel Liz. It's heel Liz. It's, it's good. And it's amazing, Quinn, that it's 1998 <laughs> and it's still Savage versus Hogan. Like since like 1985. <laughs> that ongoing like, thread. It's not, it doesn't go away. It just kind of, they, they'll be friends for a minute. And then like, it's like, no. And then there's a rap song coming out. Yeah, and you then know? he'll just be like, I still fucking hate you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this will never die. I will take this to the end. And it's always Savage egging it on. It's never no, Hogan. No, it's always Hogan's, like, just doing his thing, even when he's a heel. Yes. And then Savage just is all like, no, I'm leader of the yeah. because I say so. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it, it's just how he is. He just can't get him off his mind. Yeah. Uh, anyway, then this Nitro recap here, Larry Z is on commentary, which annoys me. Anyway, Savage is like, no, I'm going to kick you out of the NWO. Yeah, Larry's all funny. bold. He's like, oh, I will. The power structure hierarchy has changed. <laughs> New world odor. Shut the hell up. Seriously, he's horrible. I know. Then later on in the show on Nitro, the NWO beat down Sting because, like we mentioned earlier, that's just what they fucking did all it, the time. It's normal business over there. <sighs> they just bother him, basically. <laughs> However, Randy Savage stormed in, but of course he got beat down himself. Also, Conan's wearing khakis. Anyway, Savage gets spray painted by Hogan while Kurt Hennig helps. Then Lex Luger charges out with a chair to finally clear the ring. All proud with his like sweatshirt on. <laughs> like this Lex Luger is good. And the also, ponytail. why was Luger the only one who thought, why don't I bring a weapon when I'm fighting 50 people? Yeah, that's a good like, question. You know well, I mean? Savage doesn't think rationally. So. Yeah, but Sting, you think he'd know better, right? You he, would think. He knows he has a baseball bat. He has a weapon. Does Sting ever really know better, though? He's not portrayed like, as smart. It's always like they do the thing with Sting where it's like, Yes, he's smart. However, he has to follow the rules of like honor constantly. So it's like, well, I'm not going to like, if I'm going to actually fight them, I'm I'm only going to point with the bat, but I'm not going to like, only if I have to use the bat. You really like defending this character, don't you? Well, because I think Sting is misunderstood. No, I I think he's understood. I think he's misunderstood. I think there's like a bit of 
no. face to him that is like he's got rules. Kind of like how Hulk Hogan can't say you suck. He has to say you stink or you he won't say ass. I will kick your butt. Like it's that kind of thing. Back to Worldwide where Roadblock makes his entrance. <laughs> Fatting his way out to his like public domain metal music. <laughs> what a pile. I <laughs> Again, this is why I love Worldwide. I know, it's great. <laughs> it's, like, it's like these fucking people, like Roadblock, Man at Work, like shit like that. It's great. Like, it's like, it's way overdone entrances for like nobody. For nobody. Yeah. Tony Schiavone on commentary references Scott Steiner's recent heel turn and his brief initial nickname of White Thunder, oh, this, yes. which didn't last. That for was like reasons. two seconds. Yeah. Like, yeah. By the way, the ring announcer has been David Penzer, if you care. You Go can talk, talk to him in our group. Yeah. Just don't be a dunderhead to him. Explain this worldwide thing to us. <laughs> yeah. Why is this so late? <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll, he'll answer. Yeah. He's in the group. Not, like, he's probably listening he's right nice. now. He's nice. He might. <laughs> um, hey, some sweet music is queuing up, Quinn. <gasps> it's the Barbarian. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the flutes ah, fire up. Yep. And everyone kind of cheers, yeah. even though he's a heel. They know. Because he's good, and of course he's got Jimmy Hart with him. Yup, as I want to remind everyone that this is still somehow connected to the Dungeon of Doom. In 98, it's, it's real. Like, it, he, he's probably like the last remaining member because of a detail they mentioned yeah, here. Yep, you're right. The referee, Billy Silverman. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Can't, can't escape him. Yeah, he's everywhere. <laughs> Fell in a lockup. Roadblock backs Barbin in the corner, though, and chops away. Corner whip splashed by a roadblock. Another corner whip. Barbarian moves, though. Goes to work with some Tongan punches there. Irish whip by Barbarian is reversed, and we get a big body slam by Roadblock. Come on, Barb. Yeah, I know, right? He's so good. Yeah. Off the ropes, big, fat elbow gets two for Roadblock. Jimmy is just feverishly cheering on He's his man. so proud. He's Come so on, Barbarian, baby! He's my Barbarian, baby! <laughs> Stay on him, baby! Stay I'm on him! still here. My hair's different. Like, it's shitty, isn't it's it? It's like slightly like, it's like he got one of those like shorter mullet haircuts. <laughs> like it's just a trim. Modern mullet. Yeah. He doesn't look like little Lulu, though. Yeah. No. I'm going to look like little Lulu, baby! Don't ever let him see it, Jimmy. <laughs> Don't you ever let him see it, Jimmy. <laughs> by Roadblock. What a combination. I know. I know. <laughs> Cactus Clothesline sends both out. Uh, Barbarian slams Roadblock onto the stair, literally one stair, as Bobby and Tony are bickering about how Bobby used to try to bribe the referees. It's kind of funny. Back inside, Barbarian stomps away, lands some chops. Tony talks about how Meng is no longer with the Barbarian or Jimmy Hart. What is this? I, I don't, don't even remember. remember any of this. No, because they're back together eventually, aren't they? Maybe it's like a brief, like, and then they, like, hug and they're, like, back together thing. <laughs> they better be. I like them like, together. Meng went on a short excursion. Like, it's like, I will be by myself. I don't talk. <laughs> Are they still friends? I hope so, in real life. Oh, aren't they, like, brothers or something? No. I can, uh, no. They're both Tongan, though. They're both Tongan. They probably both run, like, a auto shop somewhere. <laughs> That's, like... I, I know Meng owns an auto shop or something. I think he just works at one. I don't think he owns it. He just works at a car dealership. Why would you not Tonga use Fafita. him? Why would you not use him for marketing? Everyone, see, that's the weird thing about Mang slash Haku. What? I think he's one of those wrestlers, and I've always thought this, is that he's one of those wrestlers that was so under the radar in the 80s and 90s. However, if you watched any WF card, he was like on it somehow, right? Yeah, So I still think to this day, if he appeared on somebody, I was like, that's Haku, or that's Ming, like whoever, Maybe. like they know him, this, people remember this guy. The alternate way to pitch it is... Buy a car or I will bite your fucking nose off. There you go. That's, that's the other way to do it. If I had to buy a car from him, I'd be afraid to not make the deal. No, you just make the deal. I'd be, just be like, this could yes, sir. this could go sideways. Yeah. Like, <laughs> real quick. Like, you know what I mean? Might lose he an could eye. hit me with the Tongan death grip. He could. Like, it, it could be over. It might be. Yeah. Big closing by Roadblock sends Barbarian down here. Front slam nicely done by the block. 
Then he takes like 13 minutes to head all the way upstairs, misses a very crappy looking splash. Barbarian's back up, kick of fear, and then a cross arm breaker. Barbarian gets the win. That's weird. We just saw that finish in the last match. Well, lots of arm finishes on this show. By the way, the fact that they call his kick the kick of fear real. just really made me smile. Yeah, it's not me saying that. Like, That's I really. Actually, like, Tony's like, oh, kick of fear. Yeah, it's like, real. It's like, it was fantastic. It sounds like something Scott Keith would have made up or something. No, that is their real moves. <laughs> really like, the, that, the, the Dungeon of Doom, whatever they are, the, yeah. the, the, the faces of fear. Yeah. Everything is of fear. There's a lot like, of fear in this. The punch of fear, the, the, the Tongan death grip of fear. Yeah. It's all of fear. Anyway. Barbarian is great. I love how in Worldwide Canon Barbarian is still world title threat <laughs> yeah. because like literally right after this, like Tony and Bobby are, are like discussing, they're like, Oh well Jimmy, you know, it's clear that he's squaring up for him to go for a major title. <laughs> it's it's right. like he just beat like a nobody. He beat like, Roadblock on Worldwide. <laughs> they're like, Oh, he's a contender now. He could win it. Yep. Um and Bobby has a good line. He didn't get the name Barbarian from working over at Dairy Queen. He's a fighter. He didn't get the name Barbarian from hanging around a Dairy Queen working over a bunch of guys in Cub Scout suits. Yeah, true. It's true. Yeah. We now get a very odd commercial for Uncensored that I cannot adequately describe, Quinn. It's awesome, and Is I it? didn't remember that I remembered this until it played. It's that one where it's like body slams, yes. moves, da da, Uncensored, Kicks, WCW. Puppies. puppies. Yeah, yeah, it's everything's <laughs> rhyming. It's Children. Like, Wildren, yeah, flowers, powers. It's very strange. Get WCW uncensored on pay per view. Like it's like all real. Like it's, real. it's like in the song. It is. And then we get a lengthy hype package for Savage and Hogan. Decently done for once by WCW, but they still do not touch the <laughs> I WWF. Don't think they can. No, God no. <laughs> Decent though. And back to the ringside now, where John Nord strolls out. Who? Wait. The Berserker? Yes. That John Nord? That's yes. him? Yes. Oh my god. He looks so, so different. He had he had shown up in the tail end of 97 and uh, was basically working the syndicated shows only. You he's know? got like short blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. like, and a mustache. Weird. Yeah, it's very odd. And he's, he says to the camera, I'm the guy that lays awake at night just thinking of ways to mess the NWO up. Wait, what? <laughs> like, wait, he's... He's involved in the mainline Listen, story. What is that? This is so weird. I love Nord, but seriously, who the hell does he think he is? It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, good. The confidence is like brimming out of him. I think we can both agree, Quinn, this is worldwide canon here. Yes, 100%. Only on worldwide. This is never mentioned elsewhere. I, I didn't even know this existed. And he was I, here. You know I'm like a big fan yeah, of WSW during this time period. It's I, like I did not even know he was in the company. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, his opponent is Adrian Bird. Who is Adrian Bird? This is all so strange. <laughs> Adrian Bird. Also, uh, we didn't even mention Nord has like a weird okay. catchphrase on his what shirt. It like, it's like, I'm going to get him or something. It's like, it's like, and it's like a t-shirt he got at like the mall. Like, that, like you know, he just. From like, the booth. So much work just for this worldwide appearance. I love it. It's incredible. I love it. I love it. Uh, we get a lockup in a top wrist lock by Nord. Big chop there. Irish whip dug under by Bird. Shoulder block does nothing. Neither does another one. Bird tries a third and eats a boot. I do appreciate, Quinn, that Nord has the white fuzzy the boots. Shorter fuzzy. Yep. No hussing. No. Oh, I know. That's sad, isn't yeah. it? It's like shorter. It's like he trimmed the fuzzy. It's, like, it's very weird. <laughs> this whole thing is odd. I know. And well, they treat him like a big deal. Like, it's insane. It's great. Uh, Nor with a lariat and a series of elbows. He looks a lot better, Quinn, when he's not dressed in that stupid berserker costume. He really does. He's and a I big didn't guy. Really even know he could talk. I didn't know he spoke English. Like, he just tussed all the time. Well, because he's a berserker, right? He's yeah. from Finland, right? Iceland? Iceland. Yeah, I thought he sp spoke Icelandic or yeah, something, whatever like that is. Mighty Ducks, too. Yeah. 
Eastland! <laughs> this shouldn't come as any kind of surprise, but the announcers are not talking about the match at all, just for the record. But I mean, somebody at one says one point says he's a tough guy or something. <laughs> Sounds like, like that's Bobby. Like the most hype they give him. <laughs> he's a tough guy. Yeah. Got wrenched by Nord. Bird fires back with some punches. Irish whip is reversed by Nord. Sends a foot by Bird, but Nord stomps out of it. Fireman's carry by Nord sends Bird out of the ring. Body slam on the spinny thing by Nord back in. Camel clutch by Nord gets the win. What is this? The submission night at WCW? What's going on here? <laughs> this whole show is incredible. It is. Anyway, Nord puts his sunglasses back on and then he leaves, which is fine with me. Yeah, Shivani's like, oh, always got to be a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, yes. Like, always. What does he mean by that? We he's never see him. We never see him ever. Got to put the shades on, huh? Got to be Mr. Cool. It's going to come. Now it's time for this week in WCW Motorsports. Still? Like, is this is this the guy who's in the NWO? No, no. But do you want to know the least important segment in wrestling history ever? It's this. Some cars and trucks did things. It's, and you know, what like, the best, you know what the best part about this is? What? At the very end, they like say, stay tuned to find out more later in the show. And nothing ever happens. Yeah. It never comes back. What? That was so. But yeah, a lot of things happen here. I, Stay tuned, rest, Joe. The rest of the show. I swear, I was waiting to see like Kyle Petty <laughs> celebrating it. Like I don't know, like Larry Zbysko punched him or something. Like I don't know. Like, but I was waiting for it the rest of the whole thing, and it never happened. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I do know. Like you mean. Conan upset the NWO car lost or something. <laughs> like it's the the most like random side people whoever they could get to show up. Yeah, whoever the they fucking, can get there. Like. Ted DiBiase or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole fucking motorsports thing is it's mind so boggling. Like, it's amazing though how committed they were to it. Every like, week they, they were so committed. There's wrestlers there. Yeah. God. This is what I mean about WCW, and I just I want to stress how much I appreciate. That they care more about their side canon than some like more important things. Like it almost logically makes sense why a lot of their storylines get lost in the shuffle, like on the mainline stuff, because somebody's thinking more about what's going on on fucking pro. Like, I'm not even joking. It's not even that. It's that there's so much politics on the main stuff, and here yep. everyone's just happy to be working. <laughs> yeah. All these underneath guys. You yeah. know what I mean? But they make, like, a cohesive thing. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. I wonder whoever was writing these did a great job yeah. of just having fun with it, and it's just, they're fun. It seems like a dedicated person, too. It probably is. Because it's always consistent. They don't lose track of what's going on I know. on these shows. There's canon. Yeah. They probably give Bobby and Tony some notes, you know, yeah. to, to bullet points to hit. And it's, it's incredible. It's good. Go back to ringside now, where Mike Enos... And Wayne Bloom come out? Wait, the Beverly Brothers reformed in 90... What? What is this? This is an incredible episode. Is this the WWF 92 tribute show? We got Berserker, yeah. Barbarian, Beverly's... Uh, seriously, I don't know what's going on that over here. amazing. And then mixed in Bill Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. like, what? Now, the announcers put over the Beverly's here by talking about Chris Jericho. What? And <laughs> their opponents are Bill Payne, who has a very large fro, and Butch Long, who look... <laughs> Absolutely horrendous, and I know he's like the dirtiest looking guy on this show. I swear, yeah, he is. And that's an honor on Worldwide. <laughs> Tough to accomplish. Yeah, I swear we saw them like on that Ted DiBiase promotion recently. Maybe, but anyway, Bloom and Pain start. They tussle around, and the Beverlys are dressed like regular wrestlers and not whatever the fuck they were supposed to be in WF. <laughs> like, which makes them a hundred percent better. Oh my god, they look they look actually kind of cool here. In they all look seriousness, like a threat. 
especially uh, Mike Enos, which Bobby comments on later, but holy shit, do they look good here. So anyway, we're more nutritious. Uh, yeah, Irish it's them, by, yes. <laughs> yeah. Irish whip by Bloom, drop down, leapfrog, hip toss, but pain reverses. Meanwhile, Tony says he had a fro like pains in the 70s. I'd like to see that. Josh Kuhn. <laughs> yeah, Tony Schiavone Afro edition. Can you get see, some have a pictures? picture? It's like all grainy. <laughs> it's like, like a fucking Polaroid from 1973. Here's a Polaroid of me at Niagara Falls. He's like a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Ridiculous. we get <laughs> leg trip by Bloom, Snapmare and a stump. The Mauler's in now with some high jumping leg drop. Beal tossed by Enos. Bobby says that Enos looks good, and I yep. must admit, he's right. He, like, he looks Enos good. And Bloom are like slim down. They're like cut. Yep. Like they like they look like they could kick some serious ass. They're doing the big try in this <laughs> yeah, match, by the way, too. Good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Mickey J is the referee, by the way, as we get an overhead spinning backbreaker by Enos, and he makes long tag in the greasy guy. He like physically walks over to, to his corner. Oh yeah, he like picks his hand up and, and he like it's great. That's such a heel move. That's yep. good. Clothesline by Enos, beautiful fall with slam. Seriously, they look good. They do. Too bad they were only on like worldwide canon. And like outside of this, like I don't ever remember them. Like I know Enos is on Nitro a bunch, but like when he was the mauler, Bloom, I don't ever remember seeing him make an appearance. I didn't even know he came back. Yeah. Well, here they are. I knew Enos was there. And yeah. They're fucking awesome. They're great. All they need is like matching trunks again, and they would be like a threat. <laughs> yeah. Like these look- these guys are very like oh my god, these two fit perfectly into that. WCW tag division that used to be like packed. Yep. And like from like 95 to like yep. around 97. Yep. It's like a million people and everyone's a threat. You know like, what, Quinn? Perfect segue because speaking of the NWO here, Bobby likes this team too, but Tony sadly reminds me, yeah, you know what? The NWO has a stranglehold on the tag belt. So no, there's no chance. And that's not even really a kayfabe comment. That's really no, true. Because they won't fucking let go of it. It's <laughs> been like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall for like a hundred years. Yeah. Scott Hall with the belt that's missing the thing on the it. The thing, yeah. They never change it. You see why I got irritated yeah. watching programming in 97? Because the, the one, heels always win. It's the one consequence of the NWO's run is they really, there were certain titles that they just like fucking hung on to and they just would, they're like iron grip on yeah. the tag titles. They like would not let go of them. And and, I, they didn't even need them. I know. And the world. Yeah. And the cruiserweight for a while. I remember six had it, like never defended that, that it. That was brief though. Like there was, it was a while. T- there was too many cruiserweight people that yeah. were like, no. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, there even, was way too many. Like even six couldn't like even like fucking Hoofy was like had a chance against yeah, six. A lot like, of people did. Yeah. It was it was actually fun. Yeah. Um beautiful power slam by the Mauler here, tagged Bloom. We get the Shaker Height spike, which is basically the 3D. That was their finisher in WWF. This was good shit, Quinn. I have to say it shows like it's no wonder I had dreams about WCW <laughs> yeah. existing post sale. This is like a completely separate universe. Yes. Like it is nothing like Nitro. If they didn't bring up Nitro, you wouldn't even care. You'd be like, oh, this is a great wrestling program. The weird thing about it is like it's almost like the NWO is an existential threat. They're not <laughs> actually on the show. Never. Yeah. Like it's just like they exist and there's people that are aware of them, but it's like they will not invade the right. the 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 fucking like glorious worldwide <laughs> studios yeah. like they are it is too pure here for the NWO it's great man yeah. I love it it's it's kind of like also this is like what makes sense when they would say like no WCW is still like an active company that's yeah. fighting the NWO and like right. it's like yeah they are and they still have their regular shit over here yep you know exactly I mean? yeah totally uh, we get that weird ass uncensored promo again this show is also brought to us by Mr Nice Guy starring Jackie Chan oh what? and Moen Fawcett's <laughs> yeah our Fawcett has a new finish. Fucking buy like this. This commercial was serious. Like about this faucet. It's new. You better fucking get it. Yeah, it's good. It will not rust. You asshole. You won't even think about yeah not getting this. 
What's so hot about new Hot Pockets? I'll tell you what. The middle of them. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they're sweeping the nation. But it's in 98, like, they're not even new. <laughs> well, they are new-ish. The yeah. 90s was when Hot Pockets came to form. Let's <laughs> let's be fair. It was the era of Hot Pockets. Quinn, try new Lean Pockets, yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have that yet, I think, because they didn't even mention Lean Pockets. They were around. Shit. I just think they weren't new enough anymore. You know what was weird is the long-term push for Lean Pockets. <laughs> like, it was like four years it in a row so where they would like that, that asshole would like whisper at the end it's like try lean pockets too. with that like, lady it, with the short blonde it's hair like, we know you're not gonna get it but hey it exists yeah. it, we're not even gonna make a commercial showing the packaging <laughs> like you know what i mean like i remember lean pockets it was just hot pockets with a green lettering that's instead it. that's all it's, it's the same and it was, was it even leaner yeah well they were crumbly because whatever they put in there wasn't as good it didn't stick it wasn't together as good fuck that shit croissant pockets were good but they, they discontinued those i was never even really that big a fan of hot pockets oh I was like I like them, but I it was. wasn't something that I would be like, "Mom, make sure you get that at the grocery store this week." It wasn't like an ask for. Oh, I was like always certain, like certain other things. It was an ask. You for know how for like me. your mom would it, like come uh-huh. like when you were a kid to your like you know you're playing video games or whatever you're doing, watching wrestling. Yeah, and this. she'd be she'd be like, "I'm going to the grocery store. What do you want?" Hot pockets. And, yeah, that's what I picked. Yeah, I didn't pick hot pockets. What did you pick? I usually would. It would be like um. Like some kind of chips of some kind. Well, I needed a chip. Yeah, and like always, like I'd say, ah, uh, and some sh- cereal that had like way too much sugar in it. You know that kind of thing. Part of a complete breakfast. Right. Well, that's how they sold it, right? Yep. Like, get me like Oreo O's or whatever. It's know, just right? cookies. It's just freaking cookies and a and milk. It's just not even it's amazing. T- how did we? How did that? How was that our life when we were kids where we're like, no, this is good for kids. Yeah. Like, this is like fine. It's like, it's like candy, like in the morning. What a way to start your day. Yeah. Sugar. Yeah. Um, let's go back. It's actual candy. Speaking of cereal, let's go back to Lee Marshall here who brings up the uh, DDP, Raven, and Chris Benoit scenario that's going on here. But that was a thing. Yeah. I, I remember the Finley thing. That's a little bit before this. Okay. Basically what was going on I'll recap it is DDP and Raven were feuding but Chris Voldemort was kind of caught in between it and like DDP and him were kind of cool but Is this for US or TV? Yeah, US. US. Raven okay. was the US. So Lee brings in DDP to talk about all this and DDP's wearing a hat and he talks about how he won feud of the year last year with Savage. You know, Nanch. Uh, it's really weird that he brought that up as like a past thing like to say yeah I'm good you that, know what I mean yeah that can't be Observer right? that's gotta be PWI yeah I don't think I don't think he'd reference the Observer maybe WW Magazine the like weird who read that like 10 people I, I, if I had to guess that's actually where they would derive something like that from because they want to hype their own magazine I bet it was PWI though I, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure after because they always leaned WCW that's true. WCW was big friends with Aptor. Yeah, they give him like color photos and <laughs> crap. It's like, you want to see Buff Bagwell at some house show in color? It's in the fucking middle of the wrestler this month. It's true. <laughs> it's like all dark. You want to see the dirty floor in <laughs> yeah, the like all, all those color photos. Why was it always so dark around them? Did you ever notice that? It always annoyed me. I was like, where is this? Like, where did they take this picture? It looks like fucking like a dimly lit kitchen or something. Sorry. Terrible. Anyway, DDP says he's taking uh, Benoit here under his wing, but uh, fuck Raven. All yeah. right. Great, horrible promo. Next week, though, we're going to have Jim Duggan. Humorous will be here along with Scott Hall and shit yeah, like that. The man of question. You yeah. forgot. Don't, <laughs> Sorry. Don't, no, Scott Hall and Worldwide is weird <laughs> also because NWL like never showed up on this. <laughs> no. It's like they're too good for this. And when they did, it was NWL Saturday night or whatever. It was like Brian Adams would have to show up. Yeah. It was like shitty. Yeah. Like fucking like Wall Street when <laughs> yeah. he was like in NWL. Like it was never. Crap. It wasn't like Hall. I'm Hall's pretty, a founding member. I'm pretty sure um, that he got a bicycle. He got a bicycle. 
that yeah, was that, Big Bubber. That, but I think he was NWO Big Bubber. I don't Bubber. know if it was Bubber. Because he was all in black during that. <laughs> Bubber. Bubber. Big Bubber. <laughs> anyway. like, every week. <laughs> Bubber. Uh, back to ringside for our feature match. Yes, feature match on Worldwide. It's Brad Armstrong who struts out all heel. The overdone music. That one that has the long intro. Like, it's like way too long. I like him. And also, he thinks he's good. Well, yeah, he's very proud. Terrible. Brad? Yes. You're see, wrong. No, see, Brad Armstrong's very listen, good. Listen, it's not about I'm the. I'm flat out saying you're wrong on what, this one. Why? Why I'm saying you're wrong is what? because here's the thing. Yes, he could wrestle. He's I very it, good, but, but he never wins. He like barely ever wins. So what's the fucking point? What? It's like the SD Jones thing. He's dynamic, but he never wins. He's not good though either. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Brad Armstrong's good at least. <laughs> it's just like it, yeah, if you win once or twice, that's great and all, but come on, really? Let's see who his opponent's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Ric Flair. Yeah, <laughs> his, well, he's going to really win this time. <laughs> his theme cues up. He struts out blue robe, bowl cut. Yeah, speaking of weirdly being on Worldwide, what is this? 1993? <laughs> yeah, Even the logo Flair. behind him is the like the old 93 Flair like Titantron <laughs> thing when he like first came back. It is, the Flair for the gold era. Yeah. Uh, the fans are very happy to see him, obviously. Yeah, and I don't blame them. They're like, they came to like Epcot, and now they get to see Space Mountain. It's much better. Nicely done, Quinn. Yeah. Uh, in the ring, lockup side, have a takeover by Flair. He has his black attire on, by the way. Referee is Little Mage, Charles Robinson, as Flair grabs a toehold to the mat here. Brad with a headlock, backup, Flair reverses out into a top wrist lock. Brad grabs the ropes, clean break, lock up, Flair with a hammer lock. Brad looks for a way out, but reverses instead. Flair with a drop toehold and a float over into a front face lock. Reversal by Brad into a hammer lock on the mat. Both men up. Flair tries to hip toss, but Brad hangs on. Meanwhile, Tony talks about how he was at the Omni when, like, Flair and Brad Armstrong had a 60-minute drop. When the hell was that? 1986? <laughs> like, how long ago was that? Probably 91, right? Brad's it young. Had to be in the 80s, though. Late yeah. 80s, 88, 89. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I honestly Jeez, don't know. Like that, he's referencing something a long time ago. Long time ago. We know the Armstrongs, though, were... Even Brad, they though, were was around. wrestling in the mid-80s. I yeah. know he was. No, he was. Uh, yeah. Road Dog's the youngest, so he wouldn't right. have been around. But no. yeah, the others would have been. Yeah, I think he's referencing... He had to be referencing some territory thing where, like, the Armstrongs were still not... Well, the Omni, They were right? still, like, a threat. The right? Omni, Georgia. Did they come in from... From Continental? Continental? Maybe. That, that makes a lot of sense, it's actually. It's possible. I really don't know anything about this match. Yeah. Let us know, folks. Back up again. Lock up. Side headlock by Flair. Push up. Shoulder block by Flair. Off the ropes and a drop to hold by Brad. Side headlock by Flair. Suplexes out. Big chop by Flair. He rakes Brad across the rope. Lands another big chop. And now Brad begs off. Rights by Flair. But Brad turns him around. Lands some right hands of his own. Flair's down. Now he begs off. Punches in the corner. Corner whip by Brad. But Flair with a back elbow. Big chop by Flair. He heads upstairs. Of course, Brad quickly tosses him off, lands a nice pair of standing drop kicks for two. Irish whip by Brad, but he misses another drop kick. Flair flops right into Brad's deep south. Good, <laughs> I like that little <laughs> a good spot. spot there. Yeah, we get he a woo. got the offense with the pass out. It was actually yeah. really good. We get a woo and a figure four set up. A Brad with a cradle for two. Mm-hmm. Brad then bridges out of the pin, but Flair tries his best to hang on. Clean break. Back up. Irish whip by Flair. Sunset flip by Brad gets two. Big clothesline sends Flair down and gets two. Bobby says people uh, used to call Flair Hick Flair. Yes, and then he says, yeah, in Rapungi. Yes, that Rapungi. Japan. In Japan. What the hell? What? What is he talking about? No, like Rapungi is a known thing yeah, in no. Japan, but it's so obscure and it's, weird. It's weird that Bobby of all people is bringing it's it up. It's not the first time in wrestling that Rapungi no. was a thing, though, because like later Rapungi Vice, it's like a stable in Japan. It's all real. Sounds neat. 
Back suplex by Flair, and now he actually gets the figure four. Of course, it's all over. Flair wins. Crowd digs it. Flair with the proud worldwide victory. You know what, Quinn? This was a good match. It was okay. Yeah, it was fine. I actually... It was, it was meaningless, but oh, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what? In terms of... You know how I sometimes sarcastically say, oh, if you like your holds and all that, but this was really good. It was quick enough. There was no, like, dicking around. It, Brad... Brad's good. I was a little uneasy at the beginning with the dicking around, but like they were fine. They they, they wrapped it up in like five minutes. It was or like whatever. five minutes. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Uh, Tony reminds us to get uncensored, and then we fade out. Man, this was this was really fun. This was really easy. Actual good wrestling. A lot of guys I like. Plus Tony and Bobby were really good. I liked it. Yeah, a nice little show. I love WWE side shows like so much as they they clearly still care about them. Yep. And it's such. This is such a good example. Like. Whoever produced this, I would like give myself a pat on the back yeah. after this went off the air. It's it just a nice package, the whole thing. Seriously, it was yeah. very well done. So I can say without sarcasm, thanks, Richard. Yeah, thank you. I think he did. He did this on purpose he heard, he for heard us. You, he you heard you because you were complaining about the last couple. Months. Well, because some of the things. But man, <laughs> thank you, Richie, and thank you, fans, for being with us here as we have romped you through another week in the world of retro wrestling. Couple of quick reminders. Next week, episode 199. That means 200 is coming. If you want to send us a note, you know, so, so to speak, in the email for our episode 200, you can do that. Or you can send a voice clip too. You can send it to ovppodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at ovppodcast. Join the group. Vote, vote, vote for the Royal Rankings. The deadline is November 1st. And until next time, I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya. Live on direct ticket. Get away. Get away.